parentheses are open. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Clear Skies. to this new atmosphere, um, but <laughs> that's one. Yay, <laughs> oh, I yeah, said I was like, now it can count. You can't hide the snort laughs anymore. Yeah, we're oh, back snort. on track. You start back. So we're starting in just a few minutes past when we had planned on it, and as a result, some of y'all may have already started getting dinged with the announcement that we just launched. So we're going to start tonight's announcements off with the announcement that Merch is now live ah! for the Streampunks. Oh uh, so you can get our merch at the streampunks.rpg.shop, I believe it is. The uh, link that's in chat. The link that's in now. chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now. Or check our Twitter account, too. Um, if you are a member of our Patreon, if you're one of our supporters, there is a discount code waiting for you mm -hmm. in your inbox. So definitely check it out before you head over to the store. Thank you so much. This is phase one. We're rolling out merch. So this is our first go. Um, next week, we're probably going to roll out another item, and we'll see how much we can keep up with it, because we're trying to roll out some more and more stuff. So, but it's gay. There's yeah. gay stuff in our store right is, now. It's Pride Month, and things are gay. <laughs> Someone gave us power over a corporation, and we could just, like, take... Uh, a logo, which was our IP, mm -hmm. and then color it with rainbow and just splat it on whatever we wanted, and no one stopped no us. One Game merch <laughs> in the store. Get it now. By the way, I highly recommend the Streampunks mug with the classic logo that Ooh. Sam DeLev themselves designed. Ooh. Uh, I, it's real good. Don't spoil it. I'm going to get that yeah, one. Go to our merch store and check it out for yourself. That one's for me. Uh, I'm getting it. So... Thank you guys so much for all of your support. It's been 15 months since we've last been in this one week since we... No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. We all heard it. Uh, it's... Uh, you, you know, you're lucky because you're actually sitting on the <laughs> other side of Gina. So Sam can't get to you now. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Bold, bold. So... Uh, 15 months since we were last in the studio together and gaming. I don't even remember. We were, we had just done the last time, the first Time Kids episode. And we were, that was at home. We did at home. Yeah. That was it. That was at home. So and we're like, like, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a hot minute, y'all. So, but uh, funnily enough, Time Kids is the last thing we did at home. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Full and did circle. not plan that at it's all. That's so pretty good. wild. Um, yeah, no, but technically we went to Wonderland. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> actually. Um, yes. um, so, uh, thank you all so much. For the past 15 months, you have kept the stream pugs alive and well, um, and we owe you everything. So thank you so much, Ox Crew, as always. Uh, this, as, as always, you have constantly reminded us that it's uh, not a place, it's a people, and uh, as a result, we are thriving, and thank you so much for coming along with us on our next chapter. Also, you may have noticed our new logo, too, which I'm pretty excited about, because mm -hmm. Thomas Maroney, I was like, I want it to look like the Decepticon logo. It, very He's much. Like, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some vaporware. Uh, so, we get it. You vaporware. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, too much time around Brashley, I think. Um, so you're obsessed. I'm obsessed with Brashley. I'm a, Brashley. Jackson Lansing created the most douchetastic character I've ever seen played. With the heart of something. Uh, with, with the, the heart, heart of something. Heart. <laughs> and I, like I want to see Brashley in every RPG. Heart heart. Heart. <laughs> anyway, um, so. So that's our merch stuff. Um, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a giggle fest getting through our announcements tonight. Um, some announcements about our Patreon though coming up. Um, the big announcement is uh, as you might have seen from the emails that went out to our patrons, uh, we're about to start initiating phase two of. Uh, phase two. Yeah, we're in we're in Streampunk's phase two now. So what we're about to start doing is undertaking a huge revamp to the Patreon, and this includes revamping the reward tiers, and uh, even doing some show announcements uh, in the near future, as well as you're gonna start seeing more content pop up on the Patreon as well, some more video content, which will be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for announcements on that. We also can announce that we have that three shot, uh, a short shot episode of Alien Colonial Marines, which is going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, the cast announcement is going up on Patreon tomorrow. And it's gonna surprise you, it's good stuff. <laughs> I think you're gonna like it. So, uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, and that's all I have for group announcements, for personal announcements before I hand it off. And I'm so not used to doing personal announcements, but, uh, Gax Pack on Saturday. Yay. If anyone wants to watch, if anyone wants to watch our group just stumble through a game run by Jason Charles Miller as we <laughs> threaten the life of every NPC and explain to them how just fruitless and pointless your life is and, and mock them for not, uh, just, it's, if you want to, if you want to check it out, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Viv, if, if, if you just want to watch a, a small kobold uh, uh, played by Vivka threaten <laughs> to devour the liver of everyone we come across. Uh, that tracks. Um, it sounds wholesome. It's that great. Uh, I <laughs> highly recommend it. It's great. Um, nice iron content. So that's, uh, that's on Gary Con Live's Twitch channel at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Saturdays. Um, next announcement, I'm handing it over. special. Um, normally we have our D&D game over on that Bronze Girls channel called Shikar, and we are in between our sessions right now where each of our characters are leveling up, so she's doing special one-shots. So tomorrow it's my character's one-shot, so it's one-on-one -on -one with Jasmine, and we're going to be on the front page of Twitch for Pride Month, so yes. we need your help in chat because that's kind of scary. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Twitch was a totally healthy, non-toxic atmosphere. Just, okay. It can be. It can be. Thank you, mods. Thank, yeah, thank you, mods. Thank you, mods. But anyway, I'm very, very excited for that. So that'll be at 6 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, I'm hesitating because I'm just going to see if you're jumping in. But we're good. Actually, I do it. Yes. Beforehand, I was like, I really can't really, I can't actually think of anything. Okay. Uh, but actually, I do. For all of my East Coasters oh, out right. there in New York, I have a gig in New York. I forgot. Uh, I'll be back for Clear Skies that weekend, July 10th. <laughs> I am singing uh, with a meatloaf tribute band. Still. <laughs> Again. Again. And we're going to be singing in New York uh, somewhere. Uh, look at my socials. I'll have all the details, the time, the place. At least I knew the date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then other things I can't announce yet. There it is. Yeah. Uh, always. Oh, but I like, oh, I have something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Um, all right. I mute myself. Thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, Aki. Hi, everyone. 
everybody. Really excited to announce that tomorrow, starting at 3 p.m. PT, uh, I will be part of a team, uh, myself and Colin Kelly. We are going to be hosting a show called RP Game Changers over on IndieCade's Twitch channel, where we will be playing a lot of indie, uh, indie tabletop RPGs DM'd by the actual designers themselves. Mm. It's part actual play, part like fireside chat. Yeah. Um, we're starting Nick tomorrow with Business Wizards. Um, Business Wizards. Yeah, it's going to be super, super fun. Um, uh, I don't, like, we have uh, the design, both of the designers coming into play, myself and Colin, as well as our guest, Trevor Adams, who will be playing oh. Trevor as well. So, yeah, we make, sure, <laughs> make sure to catch us at 3 p.m. tomorrow. And then I have the premiere of season six of New Pantheon on Sunday. Oh, oh. Six. And uh, it's going to be really exciting because, you know, this season we've got a, a musical episode unlocked and a Gundam episode unlocked. Ooh. So we'll that's going to get Xander That will premiere uh, this upcoming Sunday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. All right. Uh, before I hand things over to the last person with announcements, I wanted to just take a moment real quick uh, because there are some people that uh, really, while we have been uh, streaming remotely and on our personal Twitch channels, who have been really carrying a hell of a load for all of us and just helping us mm -hmm. move forward. So I want to give a huge shout out to Chandra. I want to give a huge shout out to Meaning of Night, to Librarian Liz, to Callisto. Um, I want to tell Kung Fu Panzer, Mitch, and uh, and Kato, and Az, we miss you terribly, and we know y'all are y'all are really super busy. But I just want to I just want to thank everybody so much. Our mods, they really are the lifeblood of everything that we're doing. Um, so please support them in chats. Toss a coin to your elder mod for God's sakes. They're fantastic. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for for doing all you do for us. Um, I will now pass things over to one Sam DeLeff. Yes, uh, I am not just uh, in space. Sometimes I am on the Earth planet being a very human person. If you want me to be a human person on your queue times, you can catch that for the premiere of season three, there I did it, of Power Play, hey. which comes back this Sunday, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Yay. The consequences of our actions begin. Um. <laughs> I, I don't! I'm a surprised Pikachu every time! <laughs> I know it's coming! It's coming! It's gonna be terrible! That gif is such Sam energy. I will never look at surprised Pikachu the same way ever again. <laughs> like Pun Husky. Yeah. But now, for now, I got to be in space, I got to be on a ship, I got to have a crew in a hole. Well, but I also get to do this. Oh, and uh, we can't mute ourselves, and I don't know if I like that part. <laughs> my God, there's a mute button after oh, all. My God. No, like as, I, as, if, as we're all talking and I'm like reacting, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't like, oh, I, like I clap or make it. I'm like, oh, they, they'll hear it. Yeah. You yes, know, like yes. instead of like when Everyone we're on a screen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone. Yes. Yes, that is, so, that's correct. We can't, can't shitpost in chats anymore. I know. We never. We would never. Always. <laughs> yep, yep. But for now, we get all this chaos. Mm. And huh. I'm excited. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start tonight's episode of Clear Skies.
Xander, I'm just saying the next time you get upset at Aki, eating them is not the solution. I'm so hungry. <laughs> we, oh, hey. we literally just got back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, can't, I don't know I, what happened. That was, that was, I've never seen someone unhinge their jaw like that. That was. Quarantine's been the only appetite. That Happy was just pride. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I know our ambassador's a snack. Yeah. <laughs> a whole snack. So. So it's been a hot minute since the crew of the USS Ross has been on mission. So we're going to go ahead and do a recap, especially because we kind of piecemealed our crew a little bit uh, in those past couple episodes. We weren't all united the way we are right now. And in just saying that makes me teary eyed. So I'm going to try to clear my throat and concentrate here. But um, we split the party. Yes, we wrong. split the party. <laughs> we split the party. Yeah, yeah. Currently, the USS Ross is in orbit over a world that had sent out a distress signal. Now, the USS Ross was on her way to her first on-station assignment at her new Starbase posting. It's important to note that at this period in the USS Ross lifespan, she is no longer anchored to a single Starbase. She is reporting to a Starbase, but as of right now, she is on detached service. She moves around and it goes where she is needed. Um, Currently, she is operating in the Alpha Quadrant. It's been a hot minute since we've revisited all this. Right, so I'm right. just going to refresh oh, all of yeah, us. Yeah. This is also yeah. helping me. Yeah. It's also helping me remember where we were in the galaxy right now. But the, the crew. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> I keep looking at Xander for like a crude joke every time somebody says the thing. I would never. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, we're not. This is what it's going to be like for tonight's episode, so please bear with us. We're, yeah. we're just really happy to be back in yeah, the studio, it's so it's going to be a little chaotic, so yeah. bear with us. My God, they live! <laughs> just welcome back. We'll explain the throwing up in it. We'll explain that in the break. That was. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> God. God, yes. It was, it, it was also determined so that you were a snack. Yeah. So. I mean, I would hope I'm at least, you know, like... <laughs> um, so the USS Ross, having been assigned to the Alpha Quadrant, is now being sent to one of the star bases that's on the border of what once was Cardassian space and uh, Zakenthi space as well. Y'all are kind of off... Mm-hmm. Uh, so y'all, y'all are. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, y'all are in the galactic west right now, in the far west. Um, yeah. As it stands, as y'all were on your way to uh, your starbase assignments, you received a distress call. Mm. And referring to my notes here, Zortanus Four, if I remember correctly, do I have that right? Zortanus. Zortanus. Um, Zortanus Four, which is a system with a yellow star, roughly twice the size of Sol, with four interstellar objects in the system, including an asteroid belt around the sun, which becomes very important in this recap. Mm -hmm. There is a second asteroid belt as well. There is a micro-class D planet, which is a rock world, and it's just kind of a lifeless rock in space. The other one is a gas giant, but Zortanus IV is a class K planet. It was habitable with environmental systems. The average temperature is about 85 degrees. It is a planet that is being considered for full terraforming. Right. Now, this planet did have some history. It was considered for full terraforming, but what y'all have discovered is, is that came to a stop when the Dominion War happened, because this was close to the front lines of the Dominion War. Mm -hmm. In the waning days of the Dominion War, this system became something of a conflict zone. The colony managed to skirt by relatively unnoticed. The Dominion didn't take any particular notice. At least that's what y'all thought. But as it turns out, 
the sensor disruption caused by one of the asteroid belts here turns out historically was used as a stealthy staging area for Dominion ships. Now, if you remember, there was an Akira-class starship that engaged Dominion warships in this system. In that battle, back during the Dominion War, stray Polaron torpedoes fired by the Dominion warships apparently made their way onto the surface of this world, and the colony had no idea that these dead warheads, these dead warheads, had impacted on the surface of the planet. Now, as the colony grew up around and started uh, developing after the Dominion War, you received this distress call because apparently their environmental systems failed. This was important because the environmental systems is what kept the colony healthy. A Class K planet is somewhere you could certainly live, but not without life support. Um, as a result, the colony has gotten sick. Members of the colony are being infected by these native spores that are very dangerous to breathe in. Um, as a result of that, some of the members of the colony have died. Some of them have been hospitalized. It has a very quick movement period where this sickness kind of has a pretty brutal mortality rate. And the mortality rate on this is attached to the fact that up until just recently, there was no known cure or vaccine to stop this the spores from running their course. You're um, welcome. <laughs> that is one aspect of what's going on. What's been revealed so far, and as much of a snapshot as I can give it, is that they discovered that these Polaron torpedoes were in fact dormant on the surface of the world, and that there is a pirate involved in attempting to remove the warheads for gain? Nefarious reasons. Nefarious reasons. <laughs> Wanted to get the warheads himself. He hasn't been completely forthcoming, but he has hinted at a few things. Um, that being said, one thing has led to the other, and what resulted in the removal of a warhead caused a detonation. There was a crumbling of the crust of the planet, resulting in some of our crew members plummeting into a hole in a fall that should have killed every single one of them, with the exception of one holographic first officer. Well, I jumped in. <laughs> That's true. You kind of just went bouncy-bouncy right inside. And poor, poor Captain Sull had to watch from the view screen as their first officer threw themselves into a hole whose depth at the USS Ross cannot detect. Mm -hmm. It is a complete sensor blackout in this sinkhole that appeared underneath the explosion of this torpedo. The detonation of that Polaron torpedo was the last thing the Ross saw of their crew. Right now, the USS Ross does not know the status of their away team on the surface of the planet. Um, if you remember, there was even that heartbreaking moment on the bridge where Asmi Shanto, who was sitting at her station, rose out of her seat with her mouth agape as she saw that view screen. Um, when the smoke cleared and the detonation was done, there was just that gaping wound of a hole. In the, in the surface of the planet. And then Exio <laughs> jumping in and vanishing from sensors. And don't worry, I'm watching your incident. I'm sure you Get are. Close <laughs> yes, while all this was happening, Dr. McCrell managed to synthesize after crushing an extended tasks, one of the hardest extended tasks I've given you guys. Um, it was a good two episodes. <laughs> yeah. it, it took a while. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah. But managed, with Dr. Yen's help, managed to synthesize a cure for the spores that were killing people. Now, you managed to test them successfully on the little girl, the, the young teenage girl who was the most advanced case. And she almost immediately regained consciousness and started showing signs of improvement. 
About the same time that was happening, the captain was questioning the pirate captain they had just captured up in the asteroid belt. Sorry, I missed belt. that. Could you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, Sol just like... There, there are a few things. There are a few things that Sol, Captain, Captain Sol enjoys more in life. <laughs> what, I just, I can see the Conan spoof right now. Captain Sol, what is best in life? Um, tractor beams. Cap, cap, tractor beams. Capturing pirates. <laughs> see them trying to run before you and then getting teleported into our hull. <laughs> Welcome. So, um, about the same time Captain Saul was discovering the anomalous behavior of this pirate captain, who is both trying desperately to be extremely smug and non-cooperative, and yet was spilling all of the beans, and saying a bunch of weird things as well, random things that seemed to hint at some kind of psychological problem in play, a scan revealed that this pirate captain was heavily infected with the spores, and has not received treatment for them. <laughs> Yet he is alive and not showing the typical physiological signs of being infected with spores, which is interesting. Back down on the planet, this young teenage girl who's received the vaccine is recovering and is showing the same behavioral signs on a much more stable basis. Mm -hmm. And it would appear that the spores are talking through her. They're trying to communicate with Dr. McCrell. And this young girl is trying desperately to interpret what they're telling her. While all of this has happened, our intrepid away team, Olin Marginil, <laughs> Commander XCO, Jane Lacat, and our Andorian, our angry Enzindari. Andorian, <laughs> Enzindari, um, everybody no, down in this hole, <laughs> um, everyone who's gone down in this hole has managed to uh, sort of collect themselves and discover that they're in what looks like an ecosystem that is under the surface of the planet. Quick reminder, mm -hmm. you guys found yourselves walking through an upside-down forest. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, there is an entire, like, ecosystem of trees growing on the surface of the, rather, the ceiling of this yesterday massive underground cavern. Mm. Um, interestingly enough, too, the fog, the moisture that collects around here also is swirling around the base of these trees. It literally, it's kind of like, <clears throat> it's like looking up and seeing the Earth's surface. It's, it's literally looking up and seeing a, a forest above you. But what was super fascinating about this is the DNA markers of a lot of the arboreal uh, life forms that are discovered down in this cave are a genetic match to the ones you discovered in the Shackleton Expanse. Okay. I have written in here Genesis question mark. And I was like, was that a Xander hypothesis? No. Or is that a no? It could be the Elisa planet. Okay. That's, that's, that's where my brain was. Yeah. That's, yeah, the well, Elisa. that's, yeah, yeah your document. Because remember, uh, you, right. and, you and Vren went, went kind of skipping around to see what you guys mm -hmm. could find. And what you scanned during that during that whole adventure was, is the, is the data that you're getting back uh -huh. now is that... It, you know, genetically, these plants are related to the ones that exist on the other side of the galaxy, which has yep. opened a whole slew of questions and has probably excited Lacat. <laughs> like, uh, if I remember correctly, there was a moment where Exio and Lacat were like, okay, breathe, just calm down. <laughs> we're going to deal with this. This is, this is really interesting. <laughs> I get it. It's great. Yeah. Let's live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Journeying further into this cavern, you discovered more and more evidence of strange organic manifestations, such as that goop that is all over the rock surfaces. Yes, I remember um, the goop. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, what, the way I like to characterize it is it kind of has that same sensation of rock 
rock that has been underneath, like just underneath the surface of the water where moss has started to grow, but oh, hasn't. Slimy. So it's kind of slimy, yeah. but there's no visible, like, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like the, the bacteria and the plant life has started to grow, but so it's slippery. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Kind of the same consistency that you're seeing all over the place without the water. Journeying deeper and deeper into this cavern, you came across a large opening, a sort of like this chambered room that looked like it had been constructed or it formed in an unnatural way, but it looks like a ramp that went up to a portal. The portal itself, as I described it before, looks very similar to sort of an amber-colored version of the Stargate. It looked like this sort of wavy pool built into the wall. <laughs> Exio was the first one that tried to explore this after sensor scans weren't returning anything conclusive. Exio, I tried. I'm with a science team. It's true. And if Exio has been beamed inside of a warp core and not died, so hey, let's try the portal thing. I have faith in my officer. The portal thing didn't work out too that well for Exio. Exio <laughs> discovered that holographic matrix, for whatever reason, will not remain formed within this portal. So instead of stepping through herself, she indulged Jane LeCat, who was literally jumping up and down at her, at her ankles like a very excited puppy, and uh, Jane decided to step through the portal. The moment Jane entered the portal, she found herself in what looks like... <laughs> Thanks for joining us, yeah, anyway. <laughs> This has been Clear Skies. Welcome to my dome. I'm telling you, this is what it's going to be like tonight, so we're just going to have to bear <laughs> with us because we are so excited to be back here. We're, no. this, it's going to be a lot. Sorry, this is my first live game in 15 months. So yeah. this is Same. All right. <laughs> so, Jane walked through the portal. What she experienced when stepping into the portal was she entered what felt like sort of this amber-colored fluidic space, one might say. You left ground and were floating freely in this amber-colored sort of like gooey environment. <laughs> it's like I was the mosquito in yep. <laughs> amber? Jurassic Park. Yep. Yeah, amber just floating. Yep. Yeah. Just because you could. <laughs> what yeah. seemed like these patches of green nebula, in fact, looked like gigantic cells moving around yeah. you. These sort of globular green, like gooey things that are floating. But when I say green cells, they look like they're the size of moons. These things are mm -hmm. enormous and dwarf you as they're floating by. But that's what? not where. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's there, are, there are cells. The size of like the moon? The thing that shocks you about all this? Inside of this planet? Is that they're large? That's yes. the thing? <laughs> kind of a Yeah, portal. we were it's just a in a... It's a oh, right. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> dimension. <laughs> it's a different dimension. That, that helps. Okay. That makes this way less weird. Okay. Or is it? Now I get it. Theoretically, you guys only know that she walked through this portal, but you don't know if it's taken her somewhere else. I don't know anything. <laughs> My crew is in a hole. <laughs> That's true. I'm in sick bay. I don't even know there's a hole. I think, I think everything's fine. I think when I went through the store, I was I had you are yes yeah. you pulled the poltergeist and had somebody did, wrap something around you, you and you stepped into the okay great it, Sam is somebody who doesn't like scary movies you don't want to watch that one. Oh, cool. it's actually terrifying you don't want to watch great. that one yeah. awesome put that on the no-no list <laughs> put that one on the no-no list that no. one that one gives alien a run for its money no um, <laughs> so wow. um Stepping into stepping into that portal, you saw these incredible things. 
where we left off was, uh, you saw what looked like a vessel flying through the fluid. A large organic column of looks like it had like a clawed end on the on the uh, on the opposite side of it. Its mm-hmm. propulsion system is unknown, but it literally just looks. The the best way to describe it is if if a sea cucumber looked like it was kind of made out of like a tan colored coral. It looks like plated and long, and it comes to this clawed end at the very. It's like a like spider like ending, like it's mm-hmm. constantly frozen in place. The scale of the vessel is comparable to about half the size of the USS Ross. Okay. Is it moving quickly? It was moving quite slowly, but if you remember, I, I had you roll because oh. Jane would have had prior knowledge yes. of what she was looking at. Oh, yeah. And what you discovered oh, was yeah. the ship silhouette, this thing matched the silhouette of a species the USS Voyager encountered on its travels across the galaxy. It was once classified by the Borg as species 8475309 Ship, which is the official name of the race, the Undine. But there, but for the longest time, the Federation knew them as species 8472. For uh, your edification, because I know you haven't made it to Voyager just yet. Yep. Species 8472 is potentially the most lethal and dangerous species the Federation has ever encountered. I do what? Remember that. Mm-hmm. In one of their first appearances, five ships formed into a single beam of power and destroyed an entire Borg planet, Death Star style. Yeah, yeah. No moon. Uh, The first time we see species 8472, Borg cubes are running from them. Five Borg cubes. Something like, they can't be assimilated. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we need to the Borg. It's funny because we're getting a reaction video here from Gina. Like, <laughs> like oh, oh, that's who these things are. Like, was this the one I was supposed to? It's okay that you didn't though, because now we get the reaction from like. Is this this one? I thought that was Time Kid. No, the, uh, no, no. This is eight four seven two. Is the species in Voyager, and the first time we are introduced to them, the Borg are running for their lives. Mm-hmm. Are you swimming towards this thing, or is it kind of just towards floating? You? you know, I'm kind of just floating, taking in yeah. my surroundings, and if I'm aware of what these things are, uh, I'm just gonna stay very still. Yeah, kind of like a. So when we last left off, when we last left off, I remember specifically describing the ship seeming to turn towards you. Yes, I do remember that. Okay, so I have good news. I have good news. We made it to the recap. <laughs> For the most part. We'll right. get to the rest of it as we go. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to pick up right where we left off. Ooh. With Jane LeCat floating what appears to be fluidic space, which is another dimension, underneath a what would appear to be an Undine warship that is banked and is now turning hard to starboard towards her yeah. as she floats there mm-hmm. at the end of this uh, tether. They have great eyesight. Um, here's what you experience. I'm going to go ahead and ex- <laughs> tell you this. Also, it's worth noting the Undine are telepathic. And, oh, sure. Yeah. And shapeshifters, too. And they can change shape, yes. Mm-hmm. They, they are just all kinds of bad. However, 
How about you come back and we close the door? <laughs> <laughs> we just close the door. See, we just, you know, just, oops, didn't Wait, find it. We just put a rush. Yeah, my translator also broke, uh, and I just. Oh my know. gosh, mine too! Oh no, it's a ship full of. Z- it's a ship full. I almost called you Zadis again. Ooh, every time, every time. I know, I know. Um, We're the USS Cheddar. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You just you just reminded me so much of Martha Plimpton's character in Goonies. Oh, and, really? And the, in the moment where Brad moves the rock and Mar- and her character goes, um, Bran, uh, God put that rock there for, for a, a reason. reason. And, and I don't think we should, should um, move it. Move it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Axios the Square. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always has been. Um, <laughs> I said go for it. <laughs> I mean, Exio can technically take whatever shape she likes. Yeah. You could be an Undine if you wanted to. We could probably con our way to this situation. Are you in? I'm not no. telepathic. I think they'd know. You're stressed. <laughs> we, we, do you remember when I tried to do this last time and then a Gordon had to just oh, smell yes. me? And I was like, ah, oh, shoot. Sorry, <laughs> limitations, yes. Well, she can't go through the portal. I can't go in. I love my favorite. My favorite part of this whole cross-talking chaotic conversation is watching you stress Sam the fuck out. I don't know they're alive. I don't know one of them's in fluidic space. Of all places. Of all places. Um, Who's the third with us? Uh, well, okay, so we're getting oh, to that because right is now it, it's Dari's with you. Okay. Dari's giving you guys back up. Um, so, Lakat, okay, yeah. we're going to start you off. You're hovering at the end of this tether in fluidic space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The enormity of a vessel of this size. So, uh, the Ross is a scale six starship. That would put this at a scale three, which means it's about the size of an old school Klingon bird of prey. This thing is yes. quite large. Mm-hmm. And as it's moving towards you, the uh, moment you have the. It all kind of happens in the same moment as you register what this thing is, mm-hmm. but it disappears. You watch it go. And it doesn't just blink out of existence. It looks like, it looks like an old painting gets smeared across a canvas. Okay. And you just see it wipe suddenly, in a strange pattern. Is it looks like it almost it looks like if somebody had taken their fingers and just dumped a bunch of colors into clear water and then ran their fingers through them slowly. And it, you just watch the ship just. Someone mm. power wash the so ship away. <laughs> A power wash, or um, uh, so <clears throat> from what I know of the of the species and of like their technology, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, does this seem like they are moving to what their version of like warp speed is, or does it seem like, um, or is this good questions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very good questions. Um, to travel or camouflage? Yeah, I, travel I or feel, Honestly, I feel like I feel like LeCat would definitely have a sense of that. Give me one second. Yeah. And also, gonna... um, I think I could be incorrect, but I think my tricorder is out of out of commission, right? Like, didn't it like sl- like explode? If I remember one correct, of them did, but I believe we had or mine did I go and into? dark. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't I know, know if um, there's anything in there. The Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna ask you to roll. <laughs> Ooh, a roll. Uh, yeah, we're going to roll. So break out the dice. Um, let's see if we can get some uh, momentum generated here. Oh, yeah, you know what? That would I actually didn't, be super helpful. You know what I didn't do? Let me pull my thread out, too. You know, it's okay. You don't need that. No! <laughs> we're good. I can't become an eggplant, so at least we know he won't Eight, get that. As far as we know. No, but that as far as you know. Whoa! 12. Woo! 
looks at the eggplant. That's yeah, what was ask her? It was the flapping. It was the purple eggplant flapping, but then I decided to become it myself. Be the oh. eggplant you want to see in the world. Yeah. <laughs> be the eggplant. So that's gonna be our next piece of merch. No. Don't tempt me. I have too much power. I know. I know. I, I told Sam. I was like, make whatever you want. And, and oh, then no. I did. <laughs> I did. Um. All right, so I'm gonna have you roll. Um, I. I think this would be a. I think this is actually gonna be a reason command check, but. Mm-hmm. I will. I would say it's a reason command check at a difficulty one, but I'll let you do reason science at a difficulty two. Um. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, well, the first question is, can I use my xenobiology on this? Ooh. For eight, for the undine, yes, because okay. everything everything about their technology is organic. Okay, great. Mm. Because I have dedicated focus in xenobiology. Mm. Um, so if I, uh, you know, each d20 that generates two successes also generates one bonus momentum. So let's Ooh. hope on this one. Thank you. Um, so reason, science. Come on, 20. Please. First roll back. Come on, 20. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, this is good. This is good. I got yeah. two successes. Okay, yeah, you're fine. Okay, Ooh. so two successes. You and momentum. You gain one yeah. momentum. Yeah. 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 Um, Lacat, <laughs> you watch this happen in front of you, and as that sort of wiping effect takes place, first of all, there's a split second where you think maybe what, it's like was that a cloaking device? Yeah. Did they like is that a is that a technological reaction to me or what's happening? As you're staring at this happening, though, you start your your analytical mind starts to put two and two together. Mm -hmm. There's just there are things about what you just witnessed that don't aren't consistent with watching a ship jump to warp yeah. or engage a cloaking device of any kind. And nothing what you just saw matches anything of what the intelligence of what USS Voyager brought back. Mm -hmm. It literally looks like they became liquid and were scattered across a cloud. Um, it doesn't match anything. It, it looks surreal. It's almost like somebody was projecting a picture of the Undine in front of you and just wiped it clean right right before your eyes. And we generated one momentum with that, right? Yes. yes. Can I use that momentum to say that I took your tricorder with me? Yes. Okay. Um, by me? Um, so I would like to issue one scan um, with my tricorder in here. Okay, you pull up your wrist. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, in, in, my, in my version of Star Trek, mm -hmm. whenever you are, <laughs> whenever you are put into a situation where environmental mm -hmm. hazards or anything like that would be, you know, treacherous to holding out a handheld tricorder, yeah. there is an attachment, you can slide it into the sleeve of your Enviro suit, so you just kind of hold boy. it up and, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yes, go ahead and activate so your tricorder. Are you just going to do a scan? Yeah, I'm just going to do a general scan and then I'm going to get out of here. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, get um, data. <laughs> scan um, and tug tug. Reason science again, I'm guessing? Uh, yes, reason science again. And the difficulty for this, what, what specifically what are you trying to get from the scan? Um, I think what I would like to do is I would... Ideally, I would like to try and isolate what exactly happened mm -hmm. to that ship. Scan the that, area where that ship was. Yeah, that ship okay, cool. ship was. <laughs> see if you can um, see particles. if there's any particles that they left behind, or if it does feel like whatever is there completely matches the fluidic space around it. So, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Um, scan and scan. Oh, travel. shit! Got a one! Yeah, you did! Yay. And then also got a 12, which means I got three successes! Wait, okay. that, that's, that means another momentum. Yeah. 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 
So Wait. that should be two more momentum. Two more momentum. Yeah, yeah. I meant like one more momentum with your talent. Yeah, yeah. An yeah. extra momentum. I meant. Okay, so the cat, you bring up your tricorder and start to scan the space in front of you. The tricorder starts bringing back readings that are really vague, and as you're looking okay. at the data. Curiously enough, you expected to at least detect on these sensors the presence of fluidic space. Mm -hmm. uh, there's very specific energy signatures. Everything around you in fluidic space is organic. However, none of that is reading the way you expected it to. Instead, you are, re you are reading organic material, okay. but it's not registering... Um, the, it's not matching the sensor scans of fluidic space. Which I'm not going to say is a stretch that you would have knowledge of. Anybody who has any interest in plant life or xenobiology has probably done a dissertation yeah. on species 8472 in fluidic space. Because that is a whole new realm of science that Starfleet is... I feel like it's almost like... <laughs> It's 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 like doing a paper on like serial killers. Like after a while, it's like okay, come on, everyone does like a paper on that. Right. Like, right. Like, <laughs> a follow up question. Almost <laughs> 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 like. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Would you like to read my paper? Yeah. Yeah. Rave. Uh, you succeeded <laughs> the role and you do great for the rest of the game. You you win everything. <laughs> Yeah. It's just guys, y'all. It just feels like the most like morbid, most like out there species sure. that you yeah. everyone's like, oh I wanna do that one because it's the coolest, the most poisonous frog or the most poisonous. Sure, thing. sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. we all love dinosaurs when we're kids. Exactly. This kind of thing. Um, um so the data that's coming back doesn't match the energy signatures of what you would expect it to see at least heightened mm -hmm. uh, energy signatures of fluidic yeah. space. Instead, what you're reading is more of what looks like you scanned on the inside of the cave, mm -hmm. which is not native to fluidic space. Yeah. You're also detecting the presence of a life form that is approaching you. Uh, no. Okay, so um, uh -oh. Jane would like to take her tether and she would like to yank her twice. <laughs> so, Exio, back in the cave, it's been a few moments while you're just sitting there holding onto this thing. Um, Dari is looking around, and she, Dari raises uh, her phaser, and she goes, hold up, I think someone's coming. Yep, 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 yep. Dari immediately goes down on one knee and holds up her phaser and waits, and a few moments later, you hear the sounds of someone merging from the other side of the cave. Maybe we wait to fire. As we know, we have allies in this cave. I haven't shot anyone. <laughs> Dari said, I'm, I'm set to stun. <laughs> you are going to call out before you aim. I'm going to see who it is first. And then if it can't be identified by visual, I'm going to demand them identify themselves. And if they don't identify themselves, then I'm going to warn them that I have a gun. And if they continue moving forward, I'm going to warn them one last time. And if they continue moving forward, then someone's going to get their ass stunned. I like this order. <laughs> and uh, you're hearing this. <laughs> as, as you're rounding the corner, you can hear Dari's voice echoing off the cavern walls as you're rounding the corner. Get you. <laughs> Stand down, Henson, from crying out loud. Oh. It's just me. Sorry. I'm sorry, Ambassador. No, no. Being vigilant isn't a bad thing. I'm sure Exia is very proud. She glances at you for a split second, Exia, before she tucks the phaser away. And My eyes are still in the goo portal. I have a person in there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a tug. There's several, several tugs. <laughs> Distressed tugs. Um, when Imagine that was one of them. As you pull her through happening. quickly, yeah. 
when you reemerge on the other side, um, there are still traces of that the the goo basically that is mm -hmm. on the rock surface all around here. It is now completely coated your ex, uh, your suit. I look right at you and I say eight four seven two. There's only one classification that registers when those combination of numbers pops up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Dari goes, what the hell does that mean? How do we seal this? Do I, I know, know there was something approaching? Um, Am I aware of a species? <laughs> I would say there's a chance you would know, yes. Uh, I would say... Uh, I'll tell you what, let me can maybe roll for it if let's, you want Let's to. do a roll for it, but let's make it difficulty zero. Okay. Um, I'll just say... I'd say make this a control command roll. Just to see uh, if you come across that in your... Uh, do galactic politics or cultural studies go into this? Mm. Or negotiation? I mean, I've got a lot of stuff, but yeah. Mm. Galactic politics seems like the closest thing that could come into it, since it was like kind of a pressure point not too long ago. It's, it's so not a part of the galactic political theater, though. I mean, um, I mean it's, it's fine if it doesn't Yeah, count. I would say no on this. Okay, yeah. so sorry. I thought it kicked you. <laughs> is it common that they come through from... They have not been space? seen since Voyager uh, left the quadrant. Yeah, no, they, since Voyager has come back home... They, in fact, they've never entered this side of Federation space. They've only ever been seen in the Delta Quadrant. Got it. Yeah. Very right. far away. Cool. Very far So to have contact with them here in the Alpha Quadrant would be... If it's true, it that could be... Whoa, if true. Yeah. Now, Voyager... Did have, I, I will tell you this real quick, yes. since you're asking questions, and this would be prevalent to you too if you weren't familiar with it, but um, Voyager's last interaction with the Undine was not negative. It was mm. it actually ended on something of a positive note. It was not definitive. The Undine were preparing to preparing themselves for an infiltration and invasion of the Federation. Voyager bargained for that opened up a dialogue and managed to convince the Undine that the Federation weren't a bunch of assholes and needed to die. Um, and instead, when they parted ways, the Undine kind of took this attitude of like, okay, well, you aren't who we thought you were, so maybe we just go our separate ways. Okay. And that's kind of how they parted. So while their initial contact was dangerous, they're, they are considered a lethal species and definitely worthy of high alert. They are not currently considered an imminent threat to the Federation. Okay. So. Like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And like yeah, the yeah, common yeah, enemy yeah, was yeah. the boar. And yeah, that's, they kind of thought the, because in order to survive the encounter with 8472, Janeway made a bargain with the Borg. Mm -hmm. And so 8472 was like, ah, those are your friends. Okay, well, I know what you're all about now. But that got cleared up. Got it. Yeah. Um, Recap, sorry for spoiling this for you guys. <laughs> Voyager. So, may I have one question? Yeah. What do the Undine look like? Oh, uh, I can Google that for you. Because oh, okay. I'm like, I don't have a computer to keep yeah. doing yeah. it. I got it. I got it. You got it? it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Tell, tell so go ahead and do your thing. Yeah. What's, what's my... Difficulty um, is zero. Yeah, what, what am I rolling again? Control command. Control command. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Okay. Very sexy, right? Success. Okay, so you get a momentum. You're yeah, going to succeed. Yeah, yes, you have heard Three. of the Undine. Um, they are known as species 8472. Um, and you you basically know what I just told Gina, is that they, what you remember back from your galactic studies when you were coming up is that it's possible the Federation might have contact with them again, especially because now um, the, the wormhole 
and the, the, the contact with the Dominion, like, the galaxy is opening up slowly to the Federation. And the Alpha Quadrant is no longer, the Alpha and Beta Quadrants are no longer the only neighborhoods in town anymore. So, <clears throat> um, you, you have a base, like, knowledge of what they are and how dangerous they are, but you also have the base knowledge of, according to Admiral Janeway's report when she was still Captain of the Voyager, uh, seemed to be an amicable parting, though the Undine did specify that it was sort of just like... It, it wasn't... It wasn't... There was no promises of friendship in the future. It was just like, let's just go our separate ways kind of attitude is the way she's kind of described. Kind of just like, all right, cool, cool, cool. You're not who we thought you were, so we're going to... So you do have that information. amicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, I think that when Olin hears LeCat say that... Um, their brow furrows and they kind of move forward. They they kind of make sure to deposit their charges like kind of in a safe area far away from the portal. <laughs> uh, they, t- they cast a glance at uh, Ezendari. Um, I think I might be needed over there. Do you mind looking after our, uh, our No, charges? not at all. Not at all. Quick recap, because that's something I, f- I just want to update the audience on. If you remember correctly, the leader of the colony is currently down there with them with his son. The son was taken hostage by the pirates. There was an exchange that was trying to be made. The explosion happened. During the explosion, Yomti, the head of the colony, his enviro suit was shattered, and he is now infected with spores. So he is on borrowed time, so far as y'all know. Well, he's um, in sick bay? No. No, no, no he is at the bottom of the hall. Originally, we came here trying to find a way out. Right. Yeah. 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 Have we done any? Is it possible we can do some work on the comm system, uh, on, on one of our comm badges, to see if we can at least reach McCrell? Um, Dari says that's something I could definitely try. Um, yeah, I, I know that Dari has her own, but Olin offers theirs okay. as well, like just in case they need to try more than once. Click, you pull it off and hand it to Dari. Uh, I've got Dari's <laughs> stats in front of me, so Dari is going to try to do what Dari does, which Yay. is jury rig the crap out of Yay. something. Um, I was sitting here wondering what was so odd, and it's my tail. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with these chairs? <laughs> and I realized that I haven't worn this coat since we all went back to prison, and so I haven't sat on it in a while, so... You sat on your tail. I sat on my tail. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, something's... Okay. Uh, Sorry. She's jury rigging. She's using engineering. She's using a comp. This is a classic Star Trek. <laughs> this is like a classic Star Trek. Yeah, using the trope. Is, 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 um, it's like a MacGyvering platform. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see. She can try to juice... Uh, okay, I'll, det- I'll let the role determine how well this works instead of limiting it. Uh... Uh, <laughs> I can. Oh my God! I just realized. I just remembered one of Dari's values. Um, I can turn one thing into any other thing. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and have Unicorn. Dari burn a value. Mm-hmm. Um, You're going to take a point of momentum. Do you? Uh, okay. Yes. Cool. Please. I'll spend a point of momentum. I'll oh, give myself. All right, cool. I'm going to set the difficulty of this. Let's make it challenging. We're down here. She's using some jury rigging. She's jury rigging a combat. She doesn't have her tools with her. She didn't bring the kit? Uh, She had one instruction. What instruction? Uh, The kit is... No, she didn't bring the... Oh, no, she did have her kit with her. It is not in the bottom of the hole with her because it was being used to remove a warhead. Gotta get the kit. Um, (laughs) um, But... Might be in sick bay. Yeah. Um... (laughs) 
That thing got blown up. Okay, I'm gonna just set the difficulty at three. I think that's good enough. Is our, uh, no, I'm gonna set it at four. Mm. Set it at four. All right, here we go. We've got to Last time we tried to communicate, it just fried it, so this should be pretty hard. Oh. Uh, but there's two auto successes on the board from the value. And, uh, and she rolled a 19 and a 19 and a 4. Oh, so she, gains, she oh. gains four successes and nails it. There we go. Oh, because um, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm going to spend a point of threat and say that it's going to take her a few minutes to do this. So I'm going to... Okay. She, she starts looking at this and goes... She's like... She looks at the thing and she goes, Yeah. <laughs> yes, I actually... I did something similar to this <laughs> graduation night. Um, I think I can work this out, but I don't know what kind of interference we're up against down in here in this hole. Yeah. I think at this point, just trying to get a hold of Dr. McCrell has to be the top priority so that at least somebody on the service can communicate up to the ship. I'll see what I can do. If nothing else, short range has got a better chance than trying to reach the Ross. Oh, for sure. So she goes to work. I have reason to believe that the Undine have been in this room before. The uh, substance on, we've found on the rocks is the exact same substance I scanned in fluidic space. So it's very possible that they could be coming through that door any second now, because it's possible that they've done it before. Why? You want to talk to them? I agree with Exio here. I think that we should try and seal up the door. I mean, I, I'm not particularly itching to, to talk to an un- I'm not prepared for that if there's a way to seal it off, but were you threatened or, or harmed in any way when you were in there? My my uh, only real piece of intel on them is that they're not necessarily adversarial towards us. I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, what do I trust? <laughs> <laughs> trust the bigger me, question is this the context in which they would be hostile? Yeah. Um, can I just do a database <clears throat> check of everything I know about fluidic space? In the meantime, I want to kind of grill um, Lacat mm-hmm. on like everything that she saw in there. What exactly was she did okay. she see so that we can get the information like the big green yeah. blobs and stuff like that. So, as Lacat is expediting and like telling you all of this information, mm-hmm. um, Exio, everything that you have access to your database is frustratingly vague. Fluidic space is one of the more unknown aspects of the universe. Federation has almost no intelligence on fluidic space, only that it is a separate dimension, very similar to the way perhaps uh, the mirror universe functions. It's its own sort of thing, but it doesn't seem to be intimately connected to this or reflective of this universe. So it isn't like the mycelial network where like it's in all truth, connected or? In truth, the mycelial network seems, if if mm. our reality is like skin, the mycelial network seems to function like veins underneath the skin in, in many ways. Fluidic space doesn't have any apparent connection or any evidence that it's connected to our universes it just seems to be where the Undine exists. The Federation knows very little about fluidic space. It is... When it appears, does it normally appear like a little goo puddle? No. Okay. No, this is the first time it's ever been experienced like this before. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know how to close it. We just know that it exists, and sometimes it's now a goo puddle. You don't necessarily know that it exists because as I fed Jane information that stated that the interior of that portal did not read with the same data reads out as fluidic space, but instead had the same data readout as the organics inside this cave. The whole mm-hmm. thing could have been an illusion. Oh, right. 
have something your brain created that you would understand. Ah, likely continue. I'm sorry, I don't. I'm not there. You're not there. You're not there. You're not on mute. We can help each other. Quick, three of us hypothesize out loud at each other as quick as possible. Yeah. There is a life form coming forward. Continual scan. Continual scan to to. Through the portal to follow. Scans are not getting through the portal. Right, and neither can I. <laughs> so I'm I'm inclined to believe that whatever is coming through there, if you're correct, has been mm -hmm. in here before and probably feels some sense of ownership of the space. Yes. Trying to block them in or keep them from from entering the space could be could our and antagonistic. Yes. Antagonistic. Yes. We yes. have no reason to believe just yet that they are a threat, and if they are, we are armed and can deal with that. Their first, uh, their first initial form of contact, though, was a threatening image to you. So that shouldn't be ignored. The yeah. first thing they showed you was something to make you afraid, which could be a defense Agreed. mechanism to make them leave. And it mm -hmm. seems that they have built quite a haven with a very specific atmosphere down here, if they are indeed the one that brought these spores, not these spores, but these spores. Could they possibly consider themselves the first settlers of this place? It would certainly have taken a long time to have grown this level of forestry, so it seems they will have been here for quite a while. Then I'm more than happy to talk to them if that's what we're going to do. But it could be that now that you've left their space, they're not planning on coming They have through. no intention. Maybe they just wanted to get you out. Do you want me to <coughs> step back through the door? <laughs> Maybe we ring the doorbell first. And it's possible that if they really want us out of their space, they'll help us find a way to the surface. I do have one really possibly mm, in, in, inadvisable idea. Love it. <laughs> Let her go through the door. So <laughs> if it is the Undine, I will be able to speak to them. Telepathically. Yes. Excellent. So I can at least reach out and see if there's anything through there that can speak to me that way. And if it's not, then we can <coughs> assume that it's likely not the Undine. Or that they just don't want to talk to me. Hmm. Well, can you sense them through? Can I? It's difficult to say. You definitely feel a presence. But you, it's difficult to sense what's on the other side. Yeah, I'll send a. I'll, I'll ring the doorbell if you don't mind, uh, Exio. Um, uh, whoever is approaching the door, um, we apologize if we've disturbed you. We're not here to cause you any harm, but we are curious as to who you might be. And I'm sending that. Immediately as you start focusing on your telepathic abilities and channeling them the way you remember how to reach out to fellow telepaths, you start getting the impression that on this side of the portal you're kind of talking, it's that, the best way to describe it is, it, telepathically speaking, is how it would sound if you were in a dark room and you had no way of knowing where the walls were, so you started speaking and then all of a sudden you heard your voice that close to your face, it sounds like you're talking to a wall. It's not getting through, but I don't think that's because it's not possible to communicate with them that way, if that makes sense. Mm. There's interference happening. 
Either there's interference or someone's pretending not to be home. Yes. All right. <laughs> Our first priority is the refugees in the cave. I have uh, Ensandari working on the comms to see if we can't get a hold of Dr. McCrow. Yes. We know we cannot get to the surface through this, so we just have a faster clock to get out. Is there anything past? Is this like a cul-de-sac room with the yeah, portal? Is, is the there end? any is dead, dead end? end? <sighs> if this is fluidic space, as mm -hmm. you surmise, perhaps if we can speak to them and get them on their side, they can send us where we need to go. I think I need to go back through the door. Mm -hmm. You? I'm not letting you go in there. The, the very definition of ambassador is... <laughs> I understand that, but... I think she's saying it's a security risk. But of course. I, also, just like a personal friend risk? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Well, I'm not entirely ecstatic about you going through either. Yes, but I've already been through. And tugged on the rope. I say no one goes back through. We have communications currently being worked on by Ensandari, and if we get word to the top, that's all we need. If it never comes through, we never have to worry. I don't feel like going and kicking around on someone's lawn that doesn't want us there. So if they've successfully scared us away, let them believe so. They're leaving the door closed. Let's leave. Understood, Exia. Understood. Alright, how's communication going? Dari goes, this is going to take a couple of hours. Ah. <laughs> <clears throat> Grab a rock, Ambassador. <laughs> don't feel like leaving the door, but I don't want to go through it again. <clears throat> I have a rock. What, what <laughs> oh, I was suggesting you sit on take it. Take a seat on it. <laughs> oh, 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 I also take. was confused. <laughs> <laughs> I got Grab a rock. Thank you. You might need a bigger rock. <laughs> In that um, case, I think I'll go and keep the little um, entertained. I would like to roll more scan if possible. Okay. Um, so I have now been into fluidic space. I now know that it matches the, some of the slime that I've seen on the rocks mm -hmm. in here. I would like to try and uh, do another scan on these rocks with this new information that I have in the hopes of seeing, like, can I get, like, a time stamp on how long this, uh, like, that slime has been on that yes. rock? Yes, you probably yeah. could. Yeah. Uh, I would say that's a reason science check. The difficulty of that would probably be sensor inter I would say two. That's a okay. good idea. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Can I use my xenobiology focus on this? Yes. Take yeah. a momentum. Get mm. an extra day. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Because I'd also like to use dedicated focus if I get. Um, oh, Jesus. Okay, well, that's uh, that still two successes. If the tricorder is telling you the truth somewhere in the vicinity of a few billion years. No. Oh. Oh. Wow. Do we yeah. think wow. Well, <laughs> congratulations uh, everyone. Somewhere, we are now colonizers. Somewhere around, uh, probably around the same period in which the Earth was forming. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's when the goo got here? Yes. That's, <laughs> that's the age of the goo you're walking through right now. Oh, okay. Okay. And it so is, it could it have is, just been... It's spilled at any time, but it was that old. 
It, it is filled with organic that. material. It's just organic. You are looking at life that has been alive for billions of years. That's what you're standing on and interacting with and walking through right now. None of that is consistent from what you all have seen in Confluidic Space. Well, it's certainly their home. It's so strange. All of their communication with you was non-verbal. <coughs> Pictures of things you've seen before, or at least been exposed to, to through your studies, correct? They didn't show me when I was anything when I was in there, correct? Just the ship, Just right? The, Just the ship. But they didn't ship. speak or anything. Nothing. Did any other materials disapparate in front of you? No, that was the only one. Hmm. Everything else stayed consistent. It's We're all not going back you, in my it. attention was on it. Hmm. So strange. I mean... Mission to speak freely, Exio. We are in a cave. <laughs> there are still protocols. I know you don't want to risk it, but I think this is just as important of a mandate as getting these people back up because it's going to give us information as to what's going on. We need that in order to make decisions going forward. Without that information, we are ignorant of the stakes. If these if these creatures have been existing here potentially for billions of years, they have knowledge about this planet, perhaps even of the spores that we don't have. I think that to neglect the opportunity for first contact in this case would be ill-advised. Though not first contact, it is an interesting theory. I don't think they're the. I don't think they're species eight four seven two. You want to find out what else lives in the X space? I do. have a few hours to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would like for you to spam messages then to them through the portal for an hour of warning. The less spooked they are, if they are friendly, the better. We have two hours, one hour of preparation, and hopefully, a quick resolution. Let's brainstorm now and start sending out the signal of the best and safest way to do this. So that when we get to the surface, our captain does not murder us. <laughs> we might already be a bit too far gone from that. <laughs> not in let- Cut to like, yeah. sell the dartboard and everyone's faces on it, just <laughs> waiting in their ready room to- Oh, it's uh, poor Sing. Oh, yeah. Who has one job. Right. To locate my crew at all times, and please remind me, Chief, where are they? They're in a hole. <laughs> are they alive? Are they not? 
Oh, right. Aren't they not part no. of what's left of the scorch marks that created the hole? I <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Right, and right. that's the thing. It's your job to know? Yes. And then tell me. I'm working on it, Captain. Yes. So where's my crew? Um, still, theoretically, in on the planet side, Captain. <laughs> and what are we doing about that? Working on the solution, Captain. Are we, Chief? Yes, we've got the transporter buffers that we've been working on that we're going to get planet side with the triage unit as soon as possible. Yes, and Dari should be able to help us with that. She's down in the uh, in the med bay with the doctor. Nicole's looking after her. Should be working on it, so you've spoken to her to coordinate finding my crew in the hole where the combat is She was out. beamed down there just a, f- a little over an hour ago with the materials. And I trust McCrell. <laughs> she would never tell me a lie. McCrell's yeah, trustworthy, yeah, Captain. I'm sure everything is. Perhaps it is my background in intelligence, but we have this expression, trust, but verify. Mm. Find my crew now. Yes, Captain. <laughs> Saying nods quickly. I, I, I sir. Uh, I should take a roll right now. Okay. Oh. Uh-oh. How'd we do? <laughs> Welcome back to Clear Skies. <laughs> I mentioned that my crew is in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just curious. Oh, no. Our, our, yeah, our chief... Er- oh! Our, our, is our chief engineer and oh. the, and his second officer currently? I think they in, feel bad right are now. They, are they are they feeling bad or are they also incredibly pissed off? Mm. Because it seems to me like they're going to adopt your emotional state, which yes. means they are now furious. It, <laughs> so I I think I remember hearing at some point anger is a secondary, not a primary emotion. I've heard that too, yes. Uh, so to that extent, the primary emotion under here obviously fear. is fear. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no. Fear. Uh, but that would be a 20 out of the chloros track. Woof! <gasps> okay, yeah. so... Oh, uh, so, so let's say that that particular beat comes on uh, how many minutes of, of yelling? Let's that roll 20, <laughs> That 20 triggers an, a threat gain, which I immediately spend to up the difficulty of any attempts to get them off planet side. Because both you and Chief Sang are currently wrestling through what all of us are deeply familiar with extreme work anxiety. Listen, listen, I just can't handle this right now, okay? Listen. When you're talking to me like that, I can't concentrate. I, I need to focus on one thing at a time, okay? Then when you're talking to that. me, I can't focus on what I'm doing. Um, Do your focus not in my ready room. Thank you, goodbye. This is like that scene when Riker and Picard are screaming at each yeah. other. It's like, the two of you get back to work, but it is... Like, when, when the captain leaves and returns to the turbo lift, mm. and the thunderstorm has rolled past... The thunder that rolls through is the anxiety. It's not. It's not the irritation. It's both of you are having trouble focusing. Mm. But I won't. I, I will. I will spare us all describing anxiety. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> I could do a brilliant narration. Yeah. Thank you. Twenty twenty. We're familiar. I'm gonna place the next card on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Those are red flags. So the two of you are gonna have to battle through that. I'm going to mechanically operate that as spinning. I'm gonna activate that threat, and yeah. I'm going to basically. I'm going to cause... There's no role that you guys are going to fail. Right. I'm just too familiar with this crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That being said, instead, I'm going to penalize you with time. Copy. 
So I'm going to spin this point of threat, and like our poor Dari down below, this is going to take a couple of hours. Yeah. To work well, okay. So just to clarify what our, my intention is, mm -hmm. we are working on the transporter pattern buffers, the physical, like, pyramid that right. we can bring down, we're going to be taking a shuttle down to explore and, and triage and then setting those up to allow transport. So here's the thing. Is that that was my intention. That could totally happen. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing is what needs to happen now is the obvious next step, which is checking with Dari to make sure that those inhibited those Right. So, so we are trying to communicate. I guess. What and, we have here. And there is nothing in response right. as you and Singh reach out to Dari. Yeah. It's a failure. She must be busy. Just uh, no, that is a dead calm. Oh. No reply. Yeah. Are we getting any replies? Well, obviously not from any of the away team. Can we contact McCrell? Yes. That's the next thing that we're going okay. to Okay. McCrell, as you're sitting there and this girl is looking up at you in the medical bed, mm -hmm. um... She's st she starts to her eyes suddenly start looking distant for a second like she's not seeing you but she is recovering you can mm -hmm. see cognitively and whatnot she is coming back so mm -hmm. it might be a typical that she's a little disoriented plus she just uttered the very strange phrase you're hurting us yeah. and, and and this is we're picking up because right as this happens the way this is all timing out real quick though if I recall so whenever the captain was interrogating the pirate uh, king or whatever. <laughs> the captain. Mm. The pirate king. <laughs> Lesser one. Yar. Yar. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not thinking pirates have been saying it. Oh, shit. Uh, it's a pilot. Okay, that long, um, that long one I'm going to count as two. <laughs> it still only counts as one. It still only counts as one. No, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. You sent a video of his yes. behavior, and then I also told you about the girl mm -hmm. saying, okay, so we did communicate already. Yeah, we mutually right, have that. I know that it is a spore Something effect. is a spore. Uh, I remember having speculated as to that they didn't know to have protective equipment when they tried to get the first torpedo. That's correct. Right. So, that we, so I just wanted to clarify that the captain is aware. I didn't know if yes. I imagined mm -hmm. it or not. I was no. like, planned guys, it in my head yeah. for next episode. Yeah. That yeah. never yeah. happened. Nailed it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there's a chirp in your combat. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> and you hear... McCrell, I, I think Dari's communicator's malfunctioning. Can you put her on? Uh, Ensign Dari's communicator badge yeah. is, is, not, is malfunctioning, you said. Well, yeah, we can't get a hold of her and we can't find a signal. Uh, is she there? No. Oh, is she running an errand for you? She was called away by... Was it you called? Way. Don't remember. Um, I don't remember. I don't. You get to make it I, canon. She was called away. <laughs> oh, she wasn't with the other away team, was she? Uh, I believe they needed. Oh, one. I'm remembering now. Okay. Dari volunteered herself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Because because there wasn't another engineer that could do the job. So exactly. Dari. Oh right. Dari. Yeah. So Dari yeah. volunteered herself to go do it. I believe she had to use her kit. Oh. She's... You're telling me she's in there? In where? Oh, McCrell, we got a big old whoopsie. <laughs> um, seeing who's seeing this goes, Oh, no. <laughs> he just puts his hands in because... Captain is going to put us on a spit. We have to find out what to do. Okay, okay. This what means that Dari's there. Dari's in the hole. McCrell, Dari's in the hole. What hole? There's a hole. There's a hole where? In the planet. There's a hole in the planet. <laughs> Dark. But where, what, what, where's, what does that 
happening? One of the warheads detonated. One of... I'm just repeating everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you went... not hear the boom? <laughs> <laughs> I was busy with my... I was a little busy. Uh, curing a spore. Listen, Doctor, <laughs> if you're finished with everything there, or if at least you're in a space to leave them, we need triage right away. Uh, and obviously the, the triage buffers are still there. The, mm -hmm. the, I picked them up like, tell me what to do. The transporter buffers, yeah. Yeah. I'll transmit your, the coordinates to where you are. I, I don't know how close now. you are to it. Uh, I can do side-to-side -side transport, can't I? No, I can't because I'm in a hazmat suit. Huh? No, I will be. Oh, no, uh, you, can do side side. To, you can do side to side in your suit. Oh, that's Was true. there interference though from the planet? Just on the hole in the hole. It, around around the location of. The <laughs> <laughs> what You're hole? Doing, hey, but you know what? You're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> you are doing great. I just need the value. Uh, every single uh, I see you struggling, yeah. and I want to acknowledge your struggle. And I, I'm super anyway. proud of you. <laughs> I'm super proud. No, it's yes. every time. Every time I'm just yep. we're acknowledging that that. Xander's being annoyed. Oh, Xander is being restrained. Uh, Xander is being restrained, and we're oh, all appreciating it. Oh, because of the yeah. hole. No. <laughs> and it's depth. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> yep. It's been great. Okay. It's been great the whole episode. Send me, send me the coordinates of the hole. Yeah, here and we I go. <laughs> I shall transport myself to the hole. Doctor, find my ensign. This is the drinking game now. Um, yeah, the, you know, so this is my serious voice. Oh, sorry. There can You cannot beam to the location of the detonation because of... Getting close to it. By by about half a kilometer, yes. Okay, I'm fast. Maybe. Well, yes. <laughs> but are you a long distance sprinter? <laughs> like, we'll see. I have I, I have reflexes. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, no, let's let's come back to this for okay. a second, because all of this is because this all happening in three different places. Mm -hmm. There are yeah. things happening at the same time. So what is happening back in the cave right now? Uh, the oh, hour Dari's. of preparation, yeah, and yeah. then Dari's. Uh, Dari's doing that, too. but that, weren't, but weren't you we trying were, to we were, the, yeah. the so, warning message of like okay. coming through? We're going so to basically, basically, the way Olin does this is like for the next however long that we've been given, um, they're not like spamming the "I'm coming in, I'm coming in, mm. I'm coming in" message. They're like. They introduce themselves. Mm -hmm. They kind of talk a little bit about yeah. their background, where I don't they think come from. Like I'm telepathically kind of trying to sort of and, massage and I think the situation. That something that Jane would have also suggested is this: like we're trying to leave your home. I yeah, think that is like one sure. of the main messages. Yeah. Friendship yeah. messages. Every time we're like yeah. brainstorming for an hour, and then any time we're like, oh, add this, do this. Just let's to figure be, out how to be safe. Just to be clear, though, so it, so it didn't get lost the last time I described yeah. it. Any attempts to telepathically communicate or send anything on the other side it's is talking to a wall. Working. Okay, it's yeah. just not going to work at all. I, so if you're trying to communicate through the portal telepathically, nothing is happening. No one is hearing that. Okay. You're getting the sense that you are just talking to a wall. Yeah, so I think the first couple of minutes mm. that they're trying, they're like, I'm still getting the same, the same issue. I don't think anything I say on this side is going to get through. I think only Got the it. only way to communicate would be to actually. Well, now we know. Sorry. I mm -hmm. believe I'm, we misunderstood originally. If they go through, I want to go through with them. You really want me to have a heart attack? <laughs> I had a heart, don't you? I mean, you do. You feel, don't you? I feel, but I I, I feel like it would just it would be. I think this is why we make an exceptional team, Commander. Um, Inability to have heart attacks. <laughs> Normally, that sentence would have scared me, but you know what? I'm open-minded today. <laughs> okay. Hawk okay. Attack. 
Let's get everyone prepped, and by everyone, I mean just the two of you. Just this is going to be us. great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you know the drill. Tether. I hand, yep, I hand <laughs> you the ropes. All right. Two hands. Who would like to go in first? Uh, oh, no, we are. Here, no, there's hands. a ah, okay. double. Mm-hmm. Get it. Okay, cool. It is wide enough the two of you could make that step yeah, through. Yeah. All right. So you watch anxiously yes. <laughs> as your two crew members lock arms and with the tethers tied to them, step through this glowing ambient liquid, this amber liquid that's built into the wall. Mm-hmm. Like a suspended waterfall. Just they just walk through it. Um Immediately, the tricorder stops detecting their life, their uh, their life readings, basically, mm-hmm. completely blank, which is typical because every time you've tried to scan through that portal, you've not been able to see what's on the other side of it. Yeah. Um, wow, that must be scary and really suck for you to lose your crew and all their stuff. Bother, bother, bother. I feel like I feel like there's just like a slight. Blink. <laughs> eye like, twitch. Like, yeah, it's, it's the version of the stress eye twitch, except like it just it's this half of my face just flickers. gets a little hazy. Yeah. <laughs> Digitizes a little bit. Yeah, like it's just her manifesting stress into her physical um, form. So what here's here's what you experience when the two of you walk in. There's no subtle way to express the jarring effect it has stepping onto the surface of war-torn Cardassia, and yet here you are. As the two of you what? walk out onto this world, you immediately step onto rubble and stop for a moment. You don't hear the telltale signs. You, you hear like the distant sounds of detonations. You can see the darkened skies and the blood-red sky that is caused by the energy dispersing into the upper atmosphere from the the nuclear detonations that are going off all over the planet as the Dominion is basically wiping the planet out. There is no... You don't see any... You don't see any morbid signs of death around you, which is curious. It's not what you remember. You don't see bodies... You don't see, and you actually don't really see that much identifiable rubble around yeah. you. But what you do know, just from the look, the two of you have been here. This looks like where you two first met, years and years and years ago, back when you were just a young ambassador on some of your first assignments, and you were a kid that didn't realize they wanted to be a Starfleet officer yet. Um, the two of you standing here in this jarring sensation. However, as you move your hands around, it still looks like you're passing through fluid. It has this sort of, it's like you're inside of an Etch-a-Sketch or something. When you move your hands, you see the images of Cardassia around you blur, much like that ship did. Like Like you're literally inside of a watercolor painting. Wow. Is this your memory or mine? When you walked in, it showed you something that would have fascinated and excited you. And then when we walk in together, it pulls from shared memories to present something that is familiar to both of us. But both are things that are kind of scary that would make us want to say no and walk away. 
Uh, Jane wants to, like, look for something, like, identifiable, like, in the rubble. <coughs> she wants to see if she can find, like, a sign, like, a sign on a building that she would recognize because she, like, grew up here, you know? So she wants to see if this is her memory. Okay, ready for or, this. Yeah. What do you, tell me what Jane sees. Because the answer is yes. Tell me what Jane sees. Okay, we're on Cardassia. Um, I think that she wants to see... Uh-oh. And I think it's like she sees like the glint of something mm -hmm. in, in amongst the rubble. And um, it looks like a, like a piece of jewelry. And um, I think I think that she's asking this question all in and then her eyes land on it. And um, she sees this Bajoran earring and she's like, oh no, this is this is my memory. I definitely like I think this is fine. Uh, I think I'm going to try the same thing. What would you like to see? Um, Olin sees a young Cardassian man who was part of the ambassadorial team that they uh, formed when they reached Cardassia. Um, somebody with whom they were very close, a good friend. You see him just as you saw him the very first time you saw him. He's sitting on what looks like a chunk, a shard of rubble, and he's lifting a cup of water to a young child's mouth, and he's holding it there very slowly and letting them drink. The, this young girl, this young Cardassian, looks like she is exhausted from crying, and you can see the soot smearing down the side of her face. The metal casing that is on what used to be her left arm is what seems to be a, a temporary medical device to help sustain her until she can receive attention. Mm -hmm. um, you're remembering this sight of tenderness in this moment of pure suffering. Um, and you see the relief on her face, like she's finally getting some comfort. Um, your tricorder pings immediately as you're being approached by a life form again. Um. Uh, okay, Jane's actually going to take a good look at it now. Um, what is what is the data on the tricorder telling me? Or can I scan for where it, it's coming it's from? It's super vague, but a life form is approaching dead ahead. They're coming towards us. If you want to try and speak to them, I would recommend it now. We're not here to harm you. We are simply curious. And, well, we come in peace. The space in front of you ripples, again, like someone is running their hands across a matte painting of some kind. And emerging in front of you, you see a young teenage girl, a human, with dirty blonde hair and freckles, with glowing blue eyes, dressed like a colonist. And she says to you at the exact same moment that you hear it in your sick bay, and is recorded up on the USS Ross from the pirate who is in the brig. You're hurting us. And that's where we have to go on our break. Ah! Ah! <laughs> so, we will be back in 10 minutes, everybody. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you soon. Wow. 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 wow! 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 Yeah! Wow! That's pretty wow! wow. 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 wow.
So we're getting back into the game. We're going to go ahead and dedicate the second half of this game to Lauren. Yeah. Part two of Clear Skies tonight is dedicated to Lauren. As far as I'm concerned, the second half of this episode is called Lauren. <laughs> Let's hope nothing so every- bad happens. Yeah. 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 No pressure. Lauren, don't kill us. <laughs> yeah. Thank I feel you, like Lauren. Should have been Thank you, Lauren. A different system. I feel like a bad XO right now. <laughs> I feel like there should have been one pull on the rope is I'm still alive and everything's fine and two is get me out of here. I'm I think the I last like, time I was like two is, is get me out of here. But us. let's yeah. okay, but let's take a moment and, and acknowledge that ninety percent of your knee jerk reaction comes from being a character in one of my games mm. where I drop Pianos on your head all the time. <laughs> so, a literal piano. It's happened. So it's totally understandable yeah, <laughs> that yeah. your first reaction was get the fuck out of there. We gotta leave. We gotta close the door. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Nuke the site from orbit is the only way to be sure. I'm, I'm still fresh. Put it on the and therefore be. No, this is why we have a, a wonderful ambassador along the trip. Yes. Because I'm, I was gonna be like, no, absolutely not. We never go in there. We don't look at it. We blow it up the sheet. You're just gonna turn into Kyla Cross or something. Yeah. The dark or yeah. whatever. You're not usually the person who does that. Right, right, right. I'm the one that's like, sure, send me in. Let's have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, emerging from the, uh, the fluid, you see Voon calls. Hey guys, no. <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> uh, can I come out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So you receive a notification. One might say, <laughs> a frantic security officer calling up to you from the brig, going, Captain. Yes. I think you might want to come down here right away. The prisoner is speaking to no one, apparently. I, I don't know what to make of this. Uh, sending you the feed now, and you see it come up, the image come up on your personal computer in your ready room. You see the images, and you see him standing there with a very serious countenance on his face and a completely different demeanor to his body posture. He just says, you're hurting us. Except for he does not sink back into other personality. Instead, he stands there waiting for a response, it would seem. I'm on my way to the security officer, um, and then I shall be. This this would be like the perfect example of a Star Trek cutscene mm. where moments later we see instead of you know, psh, the doors open as the captain steps into the to the brig. Um there the pirate is currently now pacing back and forth inside but again the the demeanor and everything is quite different it doesn't look like the same sort of smarmy uh pirate neon jaws instead is pacing back and forth with a very like critical look on his face and when he spots you he stops and he says you're hurting us Ow. what do you respond back down in the fluidic chamber in this um what is your response Probably something along the lines of, um, tell me, how are we hurting you? The torpedoes. You hear that, too. Mm-hmm. She says to you, the torpedoes. I'm, like, holding the The, the things buffers. that explode. The things that explode are all gone. We've disarmed all of them. I, I don't understand that. How are they hurting you? The ambient radiation. How is it still hurting you? Salt a bridge. Get me a scan for any ambient radiation that might 
mounted Dominion torpedo si signature. Now. Aye, Captain. Um, responding to the Captain's question, instead, you guys get the answer to a question you didn't ask, and you hear this young girl to both of you say, we've absorbed it into our ecosystem. It's killing us. Is that, um, is that the reason that you are here instead of on, inside the cave? We are this world. Oh, I see. That's what's said to you in response to a question you didn't ask. And same in Sick Bay. Um, I immediately call Chief Tech on my combat. Go for Tech! Chief, I do believe you'll have to send another engineer down to take your buffers. I might have more work here to do. Alright, we're on our way, Doctor. You just keep doing the good work down there. Singh says, do you want me to stay here? You're coming with me. Get the kit. Okay. <laughs> he goes and gets the kit. We, we got kits. Some Wipes some sweat off his brow, <laughs> grabs the kit. Go? We're going to replicate a kit. <laughs> the two of you head down to transporter room three. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a shuttle. Oh, okay. Because we're you taking guys more head, okay, the pattern then, buffers. Then y'all head to the main shuttle bay also one. Also a security. Okay. <laughs> Grab some yellow shirts on your way. Yeah. Okay, so you Several. you get you get a it's like a entourage yeah, you. surrounding you. You just grab ox crews are walking past you in the hallway. And you, and you, you, you. One of them says, No no no, I'm champion tier. I don't want to go down to the death planet. You're like, I don't care, you're coming with me. Yeah. And you grab them and head down. It's like um, one guy's like a janitor, like what? Okay. Um, okay. We're the whole planet. Are you in that hole down there, by chance? Hole. Oh. And again, she says to the two of you, hole. Oh. Like echoing something. We're yeah. trapped. We want to leave. We can't return to where we belong. We're too deep. There's no signal that can get through. I have people there, and I don't know... Trapped. Too deep. No single can get through. We want to go home. And then I'm just gonna go the hole, because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and all three of them say the wound. The wound? It would be a wound for them. The hole is a wound. Yes, that makes sense. Wow. Um, how how do we heal the wound? Is that possible? We don't know. We only feel it. Feel what? The wound. If we, if you help us get out of here, we will do our best to help you. How can we help you leave? You have, do you have the ability to communicate outside of this space? We speak with one voice. Can you speak to them? We speak to them now. That's what you hear. And I'm just kind of like, what is happening? The <laughs> <laughs> girl is so confused. Can you speak to our captain? We speak the to ship? them now. Hello. We're here, talking to a girl with blonde hair and blue eyes and freckles, who appears to be the whole world. She stares at you, uncertain as to what your intention is, and she kind of cocks her head a little bit and looks at you confused. We and in response, up on the ship, he suddenly looks at you confused, like you've said something that he doesn't understand. It's kind of disconcerting, but he kind of eyes you for a moment. We don't understand. 
Can you relay that message to our captain? What is this relay? That we are alive and well and in communication. I think they're speaking with one voice. So whatever we say, they say simultaneously. So we should just discuss. He stares at you. Are they all right? They're unharmed. McCrell also sighs relief that even though they have no idea what's happening. <laughs> they are in our blood. Why do you manifest this way? You are in our mind. We are this world. Oh, I really wish Exio could see this. So you're hearing this too. I'm um, not. Um, <laughs> yeah, for Exio, I'm just, just staring at this goo portal. <laughs> this, yeah, this mystical experience that everyone else is having cuts to Exio, and you see Dari goes, "I got it," and then she goes, "Nope, sorry." Um, I'm gonna uh, look over to as a Han Solo moment. Yeah. Says, sorry, Commander, I'm a little bit longer, not not much longer. I'm gonna look over to Doctor Yen, and I'm like. I believe you have been terraforming an entire being. No, 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 no. We, we stopped terraforming years ago. We've been sustaining, but we haven't been terraforming. I'm going to look at the, um, at the girl and be like, has, has beings, other beings living here with you been harming you at all as well? No, but we are aware that we harm them. You are the spores. The spores are our children. They are me, and we are them. What do we call you? No name. Would you like one? If it would help you. We are... We're a bit big on labels. Starfleet. That's big on labels and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you both get yeah. this confused look. <laughs> and the girl laying on the medical bed looks at you very confused, very perplexed. Suddenly. And I just go, yay. <laughs> that's, that's who we are, by the way. We're, we're Starfleet. You also see this complete lack of recognition in her face. Names don't matter as much to you. Uh, would you like the beings that live here to also leave? What were you going to ask? Oh. Uh, her response is, no. But if they are to remain, they must adapt, or they will die. Mm. Understood. And this wound you speak of, it is so, a hole? I'm yes. still trying to figure things out. That's, you're hearing this too, yeah. of course. Do you adapt? In a way, we were being hunted. By whom? The Undine. <gasps> uh, when they say that, I'm like, where, who's, what happened? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what, what happened to the Undine? The Undine became the apex predators of their universe. They slaughtered everything that was not strong enough to survive. They hunted us to the brink. We fled here. So you showed me them in an attempt to scare me off. You walked into our mind. When we were wounded, our place went to a place of fear. We remembered the things that scared us. I understand that. Are you 
an, an offshoot of fluidic space. It is our home. We were a denizen there. And you adapted to non-fluidic space. You adapted to being here. We learned how to manipulate gravity. We formed a planet around us. Well done. It's very beautiful. <laughs> we like the trees. <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> I am You're getting like, a lot of information. Yin, here. Dr. Yin, who's yeah. hearing all this, goes, You what? I. We're on a giant living thing? I mean, that's yes, a planet, keep of up. course. <laughs> have you not been paying attention to the one sided conversation? Sorry, I don't have the same context as you, Doctor. I don't know what's happening uh, right neither now. Neither do I. But I do know that there is a hole that is also a wound. And I am a doctor, and I've not found a wound that I could not heal. If we showed you a template to adapt to from non-fluidic space, entities that withstand radiation, could you use that and adapt again the way that you did when coming from Space. We think we understand what you suggest. Yes, this should be possible. Selda McCrell. Captain, yes. I need everything you have on extremophilic radiation resistant microbes. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna start working. Uh, McCrell, while this was happening, was already getting a data pad and looking up things to help with uh, with radiation poisoning and, and different yeah. type of things. So kind yeah. of already on the same page, right? Because there's like chelation, but like yeah, you know, there are there are bacteria that right. can withstand ionizing radiation, gamma radiation, like the whole kit and caboodle. If we yes, can we have the kit. We have the kit. Now we, we need the caboodle. I love the caboodle. If we can show them the caboodle, they can maybe pattern <laughs> off of. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. Dari holds it up. You're alive. Commander, hands you the, the Thank the badge. you. This is Commander Exio to Dr. McCrell. You hear it through static. This yeah. is Commander Exio to Dr. McCrell. You hear it I have coming it. through. Aha, uh -huh. I would like to use a talent. Uh, keen hearing. Whenever you attempt to detect faint sounds, listen in conversations, or distinguish tones, recognize voices, notice patterns or background noises in recordings and other tasks that impulse your sense of hearing. Mm hmm I can do that. Yes. <laughs> and I get a bonus D20 if I have to roll yes, for it. Yes, you detect what clearly yeah. seems to be the voice of Commander Exio. Can My ears. <laughs> that I don't have. I forgot. Exio, who apparently you only just learned has been missing yes. in action. Exio, you are in a hole. <laughs> You hear that through the static as well. Exio, you're in a hole. I I shoot a quick look at Ensign Dari. And Dari's I, like, that's not making it worth it. I'm well aware of that, Dr. McCrell. <laughs> yes. I would like some assistance on how to get out. We are secure down here, but there are some interesting circumstances and could really appreciate you communicate that to the captain. Yes, I will do so. And everyone there is healthy and okay, yes? Unfortunately, no. We have some casualties to report, and um, uh, Yom T has been infected. But the boy has been recovered and is safe. Uh, good news is that we have found a a uh, 
Yeah, and, and I was going to say a vaccine, but I was like, oh, I don't want to use that word yeah, right yeah. now. But yes, a vaccine for the the spore poisoning. However, we seem to have a bigger wound on our hands. Yes, uh, how do you know about that? I'm looking at it right now. You're looking at the hole. Well, there is a sort of wound in space. There is a, a portal to a fluidic space. We're not sure what's on the other side, but... Fluidic space! <laughs> There's a lot of crowd like, what is that? I have... Oh, Chief Tech is going to be so upset with me for letting Incendari go into this hole. <laughs> she is where she's needed, Doctor. Yes. Um, I will relay to the captain that... Well, you said casualties first. Is our crew yeah. all right? I don't actually remember if, if there. Did are. we have casualties? Uh, the crew is fine. Yeah. The, uh, I thought some of the bad guys died. Or they were they, all just they did. Out? No, they they didn't die. There are some still alive back yeah. at the mouth of the hole. Because no one died at the explosion. Because uh, we all we all got was, we all got we suspended and kind of got it. I wasn't sure. I did think some people took points of damage. I, mm. I remember an injury being avoided. Oh, I, I had got a it. Okay, because yeah. I I decided to yeet myself in front of a child. No, yes. So the. So no casualties for Oh, good. Say that. good. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> no, but the, yeah. the, the pirates that were there yeah. did survive that fall and yeah. are still at the mouth of the cave, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. trying to engineer an escape. Hmm. We, have, we have very heavy security. <laughs> I can't worry about that right now. Okay, uh, I'm immediately going to do I will relay this to the captain so they know that you're all well. Everything good uh, topside? I am very confused, but we are working on fixing the wound and also helping the sentient being that we are on. Oh, we are on a being. What's that now? <laughs> the planet is a living sentient being. It's it's so just like it's so just like Buttercup yeah. and Wesley. What was that? Yeah, <laughs> I believe the spores are children. At least that's what I have heard in this one-sided conversation. They are speaking to me. Thank you. That's very helpful. This this um. Uh, you are in the blood of the being in the wound, which is the whole. Understood. Can you relay that to the rest of the team? As soon as they get out of the portal. The portal! <laughs> Wait, there's a portal! And I just grab the combat. Hold the phone. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Like, I like, put my feet up on the desk. Like, no. Captain, the, the, <laughs> this is just the, 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 the being uh, posing as this pirate list, June says, one of you is very stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Only one. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, uh, all choking aside, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna call the captain, Doctor McCrell to Captain Sol. Scout for Sol. The away team is alive and well. They are stuck in a hole. I believe you are aware of this. I did cross my path. Yes. I am speaking to uh, a child that seems to be communicating to me through the spores. Uh, we are on a being, a living sentient being. You know, a planet has been an egg before. Yes. For us, so... I have also given birth to a crystalline entity. Nothing can surprise me now, but I was a little surprised. Mm. I am looking up uh, ways for the radiation as well as 
to help heal the wound. But the away team is is well. XCO would like me to relay that to you. They cannot communicate with the ship. I'm assuming you told me that. They can't. I'm playing telephone. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend I did a great, great yeah. uh, XO job and Good. I told you everything. Yeah. I, it's same. XO's gonna ask. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, what, no. what is that? I did another Chloros check. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I just found, cause I'm finding out my crew's okay. Yeah. Aww. And this one's a happy one. one. Yeah, no. I twenty again. Now everyone feel happy. Bake that threat. Yay. So (laughs) I don't know if a Zabalian taken over by Spore Host is affected by Orion pheromones. There's been very little literature on that. <laughs> yeah, the answer is not through a force field. However, the ah. security officer that's behind you right now oh, <laughs> is currently experiencing a heightened sense of joy and pleasure. Relief. <laughs> just like, he's kind of just behind you and he's just, he's getting a little teary-eyed. Aww. And he's just kind of like, he's listening to this going just like, it's so beautiful. Living planet. That's <laughs> you know, a good point. It's just really beautiful, Captain. Just over my it's a whole world. Thousand <laughs> place, indeed. Full of spores. No, no. Full of spores. So, can you use that gravity manipulation to get the people in your blood? We don't know how. I think, um... You just hear them randomly respond, uh, we don't know how. Again, we not really knowing what it, question they're answering, but getting a sense of... what. You are inside of us. We do not know how to ask you to leave. Hope you leave. We can leave your blood easily enough um, with just a easy symbol s- signal, but getting out of the wound is the more difficult part. Mm. I'm going to look down at the girl like, the away team for you is like an infection. We have to get them out of the wound before I can heal. How? She asks, and Pirate leans and looks quite innocent and a little helpless. She says, how? Your gravity manipulation. If you can use that to raise them out, counter to the way they fell in, then they, we could get them back, and they could also help in this endeavor, the radiation. We do not possess such finite control of gravity. An attempt to remove your companions would be on a Newtonian force that would devastate that part of the continent. All right, not that then. <laughs> not that. I, that Baby. doesn't sound pleasant. I don't think I. Do <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, wait, what? What? What is this part? <laughs> Doctor Yin is Doctor Yin is literally just like unscrewing the cap of a whiskey flask <laughs> as he's watching this, and. <laughs> I feel there are better ways that we can achieve this. Yes. Than sneezing and destroying half the yeah. planet. <laughs> I mean, 
very least, we've established communication in a way with our people. I think as long as we can remain in communication, that's probably better than nothing. If you would consent to an exploratory procedure, we could try to send one of our vehicles down to extract them. You'll heal the wound? To the best of our ability. Yes, And is what I answer back. Will you help the poor creatures that have made this place their home? The ones that we are harming? I have my very, very best. Please I just help us. We don't want to hurt anymore. I reach up and I, I touch the force field. The captain goes, Whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> you knock the and, and it, yeah, it's like it's like it clicks back in and you're I know you don't. We're going to help them and we're going to help you. So neither hurts the other. Would you like some company while we wait? Company. Well, we can leave this space or we can stay here with you and get to know you a little bit better. You don't... You're not comfortable here. And she points to, like, the area around. It's not my favorite memory, except for the part where I met her here. You can connect through your mind. I can. That means I can change this space if I want to. We would like to see you do this, yes. You are the first of your kind we've ever communicated with. You want to see where I'm from? Yes. Yes. Delta. Yeah. And I'm Tropical like, beaches everywhere. <laughs> Lush, you know, palm trees. Just <clears throat> lots of half-naked people running around. The Delta. moment you trigger that happy memory, um... As you're watching this happen, you feel a hand slide into yours. And when you glance down where that Bajoran earring was, you see Asmi's hand holding yours. Um, she's on the beach with you, and it's almost like Whoa. the moment uh -oh. the moment Olin triggers this like sort of euphoric comfort, mm -hmm. the realm that manifests <clears throat> around you, it's it, if you can picture what Asmi looks like if she was a a beautiful watercolor painting that's holding your hand. That ah, is what she is every day. That's what, <laughs> that's what essentially that's what essentially Stop manifests it. holding your hand. And she's she's acting quite like this is all normal. Like you've been here for a while. She's not acting like this is a. So she's holding your hand. And she gives you a, a like a gentle smile, but you can see that earring hanging on her. She's looking out over the water. And the young manifestation of this girl, who again also looks like a watercolor painting of the woman that's laying in your sickbay, right. um, she looks mesmerized by what she is seeing. Oh, there are lots of places like this. We've never been to another world. We can never go. Well, then I think I should show you the world. As many of them as I possibly can remember. I would like to stay in this one for just a little bit longer. <laughs> as long as you need. But she's 
My, how the turns have tabled. I know, right? On four commander So, just a quick, it's a quick flash of, can we stay a little bit longer? Waiting on those two tubs, guys! No, just kidding. But she is, she's doing that. I think, I think there would be a point, this is kind of ridiculous, where Olin would, like, be watching this moment between Asmi and and um, Lacat, and kind of scoot back on the rope just a little bit, poke their head out of the portal. So you see so Olin merge halfway out of the portal. Everything is fine in here. We are currently inside the planet's blood. Oh yes, I got in communication with Doctor McCrell. There oh, was something excellent. about blood. Yes, this is well, the yeah, life force of the planet that is apparently fully sentient and. Right, yes, yes, I got caught up on that. Everything going well? They are a subspecies of 8479. Perhaps they, they, they were a species that lived in fluidic space. Um, ah. And were hunted by 8472. Two, yeah, that's the one. Uh, mm. Undine or 8472, yeah. however you want to pronounce uh, it. The Their board designation is and, 8472. Yeah. And um, this is where they escaped to and created a planet around them to protect them. They are the progenitor of the spores. We know they possibly need to use Pictus on them. Sorry. Did don't you come don't do that to a Jewish no, person. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I see them. And then I put my head back. What? What was oh, hurting? Oh, oh, okay. And we're hurting them. Uh, not we <laughs> oh. specifically, but the, the, the detonations have hurt them. The holes that were created by the. And now there's some sort of ambient radiation that they're absorbing. Yeah, I was going to come up with the kid college as well. Radiation. <laughs> okay. So this is nothing to be concerned about, but trying to get out of here is something we need to be concerned about. I and know. they've they've asked us to make sure to help him, and they point to uh, uh, Yanti. Oh. They seem very friendly. Huh. I'm sorry you can't come in here. I'm really jealous. <laughs> so we're recording everything on our tricorder, so we can show it to you later. Okay. Hopefully uh, we'll read. Don't mention the beaches. <laughs> What? <laughs> Nothing. I just didn't want them to feel like they were missing out. <laughs> right. Fucking. You show them something happy. Okay. If you can. Ox crew to the rescue. Um, so Ooh, I, I just rolled. I just rolled for our ox crew. Yeah. And for the USS Ross, I rolled two ones. <gasps> Yay! So, wow. Does so get cookies? As That's this like conversation a... is happening, you yes. get a chirp from the science station on the bridge saying, "Captain, we're ready. We have scans coming back immediately." can confirm that there seems to be residual polaronic radiation that is saturating the area around the wound. Curiously enough, it looks like the spores are transmitting, or it, it looks like they're being carried by the spores that have been impacted by the radiation. If we can single out those spores and treat them somehow, we might be able to eliminate the interference and the uh, sickness, I suppose. Pass that data to McCrell immediately, and have a friend meet me in the shuttle bay. I have need of a pilot. Okay. Just Poor Vren. If you think if you think Exio's frustrated, yeah. Vren is just sitting up there at the helm, going, "Yep, yep, yep." They told me this is what was going to happen when I became helmsman. And they're like, "Eventually, everyone's going to be doing the thing, and you're going to be staring at the view screen." And you're the getaway car. <laughs> okay. And then about that point. Uh, the comm badge chirps, and Vren is ordered to shuttle bay one, and he goes, yes, captain. Yes, captain. And Vren looks at the acting captain and goes, captain needs a pilot. 
<laughs> walks walks to the uh, turbo lift and shh. Um, uh-huh. I will say in uh, in the shuttle bay, that's where Tech and Singh have been loading up the equipment into <clears throat> said shuttle. As long as as with the security team. So. Um, you know, as you're sitting there and loading this up, like. <laughs> Why have you been nervous this whole time? This is actually kind of fun. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice project. It's actually, to take you know on. what? You know what? You came to Starfleet for a challenge. This is actually, this is actually, <laughs> oh, this no. is actually kind of beautiful if you think about oh, it. Oh, good. I see you're all Singh is like, I just want you to know. Jeez, uh, yeah. this has meant a lot to me spending this time oh, with God, you. Oh, God, I can't sing right now. I can't do this. Oh, no. Oh, but no, it's oh, important no. for me to get uh, this out uh, because if I'm going to do my best. Tears. Acid. I know. Look, uh, I, can, I can get something to I can get something to, to become a solvent. I'm an engineer. I can help with this. But I, I need you to know how much you mean right. to me as a, as a boss, yes. as a fellow officer. You, you know what I'm talking about. Grin walks up and goes, I do know what I'm talking <laughs> You guys... Oh, God. <laughs> you guys are really, I, I, you know, saying I never see you because you're always in the transporter room and you're doing your job and I love you. I'm <laughs> 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 uh, right, going to brief our pilot and um, yeah. Captain. give you Captain! Assistance. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Captain. Deep breaths, Captain. Deep breaths. <laughs> <I'm dying. laughs> I love it. Captain! No! I Captain. It's so cute. Um, oh my gosh. I brief Vren on the thrilling heroics of Pilacy. Okay. Uh, that he will have to engage in the moment that the interference is down. I need to send a vessel down, either piloted remotely based on uh, any preliminary data we can get, or fly down into and come back with my crew. I would be honored. <laughs> you will be effective. Thank you, sir. Yes. I'm getting out of here now. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna go... Ox crew with tears in their eyes salute you yeah. as you walk uh, <laughs> I'm going to tend forward or a place where people feel emo- like we're feeling emotions. It's okay. I, I need... Clearly, I need to not be in the workplace. This is not helpful. <laughs> Cut to you sitting down at the bar in Ten Ford, and our very favorite bartender Yay! walking up to you and just going, "Am I really this bad?" It's like it's like an emotional mirror being held up to me, and unflattering. And um, Long Island iced tea. Has anyone told you how fantastic your shoulders are? <laughs> You look like someone who needs a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> this will help take some of that weight off that shoulder. And slides the Long Island iced tea freshly replicated over to you. What are they and, wearing? Uh, what are they wearing? Hmm. <laughs> yes. Let's say what would what would our dear bartender be wearing today? Why don't we say <coughs> that today? Ooh, yes, I would say very much like the Mage Ascension color palette of like deep purples and Ooh, golds. Yes. Royalty. So yeah, uh, kind of like lined. I would say I would say, and unlike the Always. usual flowing outfits, the Solon wears um, this time. Solon's wearing what looks like a well-fitted tunic mm. that folds over multiple times across the Ooh. torso. Go on. It is also <laughs> meshed. So 
vaguely, just vaguely see-through with these gold striped lines going across. Um, the <sighs> pants themselves, the pants themselves are very well fitted, as are the boots. It looks mm. like some, it looks like an outfit somebody would wear if they were going to be going dancing that night, mm. kind of like active wear almost. Mm. But of At course, leisure. of course, it does have a high collar <clears throat> that stretches up just about mid to the ear and wraps around the back and then goes down and also sort of eventually fades away as it zigs down the, the folds of the tunic. Now we're all experiencing joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Solon is clearly just super vibing on you. Just like, it's good to see you, Captain. Good to see you. I don't see you in Tinford enough. As a shuttle, you can see le a shuttle leaving from the, from the windows of Tin Forward. <laughs> Um, and you can almost hear the song everyone singing on board the shuttle as they're headed down, just like they've picked one. And look, it's just that I'm glad that they're okay. Sorry. So it stops and says, "Glad that who's okay." Uh, no one told you about the hole, did they? <laughs> I don't get a lot of information from the bridge. Scuttlebutt doesn't get around the ship too fast if y'all are on active duty, but... Well, I'm useless right now, apparently, so let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the bartender nods, reaches down, those well-toned, elegant arms, brings up another Long Island iced tea, slides that across the bar, puts straw in it, and says, do go on. <laughs> and just like a kid with, like a kid just like on a summer day with a slushie in front of him just starts drinking while he's leaning on his hands and listens to you. Please um, tell me that, that the captain has eaten anything in the last oh, yeah. Well, Synthahol, so you're lucky. <laughs> so, right, one Synthahol, two, they're six foot five That's and true. stacked. It's going to take more Stop. than two Long Island iced teas to yeah. hit this bad boy. Yeah. yeah. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> this was the second one, remember? Yeah. By the way, Warp no, Core breaches, I miss them so them. much. Can we? At some point, at some point, at some point, especially if we have a gathering over at your new spot. We need to make warp core breaches. Oh, from the yeah. experience. Oh, y'all, the Star Trek experience. I'm having we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to make wait, that. Wait, what? Wait, the drinks and not pants. Oh, drinks. Oh, yeah. drinks. I have a really quick uh, suggestion. Breaches. Like each, like bring like what our character would drink, and then we like serve it to like everyone Ooh, else. Okay. Nothing. Uh, mine was a drug, so no. Only on the condition. <laughs> only on the condition that we have to share it with Oscrew. Like, yeah. Yes, obviously. Why don't we? Why don't we get like recipes and come up with the La Cat? Yeah. Uh, the La Cat, and like the tech comes up with the tech, and you we'll come do up this. with your drugs. No. But I will come up with something. Yeah. Like a cat treat or something. Great, Bonnie, that's great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. CBD, let's just... Oh, yeah. 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 CBT. Yeah, CBT. I think it'll be really funny if you just serve us water. <laughs> it's water. Think of a memory. Yeah. There's Axiom. <laughs> we'll we'll take a picture of like a blank space. Writing and then tape it to the inside of the glass. Oh, so as you're drinking it, you, you get the memory. Oh, like a photo. I, I, I was also thinking food coloring could be interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to reel us back in. Yeah, sorry, yeah. No, this is a great conversation, and we should definitely continue it, because this is a great idea. But let's... Um, so, Tech, um, 
Uh, we have a pilot, right? He came, right? He's on there. Vryn is, okay, cool, Vryn cool, is cool, at the... Cool, yeah, cool. yeah, we Vryn didn't want the remote option. No, no, no. Vryn, as y'all are... First of all, what you would notice is now that you're getting a good look at this planet as you're approaching, and kind of getting a snapshot of some of the information that you've been told by the captain about this world, mm-hmm. you're starting to... You're starting to realize, I mean, you have a different look on this planet than most people do. And looking out the window of the shuttlecraft down onto this world, um, something, it's, it's like one of those things where you wouldn't have seen it before, but now that you've got the context of what this world is, it manifests in front of you as something truly magnificent because you realize now it's not, not necessarily a face, but what you do notice is that the the variations on the surface of this planet, from the, like the rocky crags, the sand and whatnot, the color palettes, they're all remarkably the same. Like it's just mm-hmm. one sort of Copy like yeah, it texture. looks and it it's something you may not have noticed before. I mean, you guys encounter so many variants of worlds; it's hard to say. But as an engineer and as somebody who knows a little thing about metallurgy and whatnot, just mm-hmm. looking at the world and the mineral deposits on this world should cause some variation, especially with yeah. But instead, you, it's starting to occur to you, like, my God, this really is a giant living thing. It looks like a giant living thing somehow. Mm-hmm. It, you're like, the rocky crags, the sand and everything, you can almost imagine it being the skin of a living thing as you guys are headed down to the upper atmosphere. Uh, as we uh, break into the atmosphere, I'm going to use, I'm going to invent technology about this, but on the outside of the shuttle, we're just going to take some samples, like, from okay. the atmosphere of the spores. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, so there, it's much thinner up here, but there are, at, there's spores in the upper atmosphere. Yeah, and just um, keeping everything. Okay, cool. Atmosphere. Make a note of that. I will. Because you, you actually... Kidnap their children? No, you, you <laughs> found... Oh, oh, I forgot. N- <laughs> you found, no, no, not necessarily. There was a whole thing way back when. Remember, we were looking into ionizing radiation as a possibility for sanitization. We found that they were up in the upper atmosphere. Yep. Mm. Yep. Okay. So, so make a note because you you kind of you kind of just stumbled upon something. That's so what I do. So. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to do something <clears throat> to the girl. Is she still connected to the spores? Oh yes, she's okay. saturated in spores. Well, I mean, she's, like, is she yeah. still speaking in one voice with mm-hmm. her? Yep. She All right, seems I'm to be. going to look and be like, uh, "You say that the planet is all one living being, and that my crew is inside in your blood, entering from the wound. If we can't get them out from the wound, is there another way for them to?" Exit. I'm basically saying if the crew can be pooped out or something. Like, not pooped out, but like, there's got to be some kind of, if it's a living thing. If it's blood, there's a circulatory system. Or, even if if they don't know, because, you know, I don't know science about my own body. So what if I go to the computer, the tablet, and, uh... Like, meaning the spores might not know. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, as the doctor... Look at the planet as a whole, mm-hmm. as a whole living being now, and see if I can like find the hole. Find not the hole, but the whole hole. The the whole. Soul. Another way out. So, like trying to, I want to like a, I want a holographic way so of it. You get a, the whole story. You get the response, um, and and you actually you're not near the nope, the pirate anymore, but the, the you all are. You get the response. Um, as. Fragile organic beings, eventually their bodies will die, and when this happens, they will become a threat to us, and we will absorb them into our 
Wait, we're not talking about them dying. I'm talking about getting them out of you, alive. This is the only way we know to get them out. Bing. No. <laughs> we'll find another one. <laughs> Are there any other exits like the one we came in? Anywhere else? No. Okay, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting, Ensign. I'm done. Dari looks at you and says, okay. How high up is the ceiling? Uh, the ceiling's about 400 feet. All right. Let's see if I can climb. Wow, okay. Um, okay, what? I'm going to start climbing. There's uh, something wrong with the gravity. Let's see if once we get to the top, we can fall out. Uh, okay, so uh, Dari immediately rushes over and grabs hold of the tethers mm -hmm. and holds those for you. Thank as you. You head over to the wall. So the first thing you notice, Exio, is the rock is just pure slipperiness. Yep. <laughs> the moment you touch it, um, how do you plan on scaling this? Well, I mean, do I have to follow those rules of like my 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 skin texture isn't slippery? Like, I could don't you have compensate skin for the fact that you could get a grip on these things? Um, Spider-Man rules. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean yes. The answer is yes. Yes. You have a database of life forms. I change the way my body performs in any capacity. Yes. In fact, so we yes. saw it a few times on Voyager, and let me just tell you, the doctor can be terrifying oh, if he yeah. wants to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, okay. I want to scale the wall. Your fingers gain this sort of almost bladed edges to it that are organic looking, kind of like a gecko's paws, yeah. and you immediately place your fingers down onto this slimy rock face. When you do this, you can feel your hands gain purchase and you begin to scale. Can I do a weird thing? I don't know if this is possible. While I'm scaling up, can I like semi-morph my feet through the wall and then re-solidify to step to the up crevice. like... Uh, you could... You wouldn't is be that able, a thing that is possible? You wouldn't be able to merge through matter, no. But okay. you, you could uh, you could literally change the dimensions of your feet to act as hooks to like Mount, push Mount, you. Mount, you Mount, hooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Essentially, there is no body, there is no form to your limbs that you couldn't adapt to bring yourself up this wall face. I'm going to have you roll. This normally would be a difficulty five check on average <laughs> for another character. Uh, the difficulty for you is one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Um, so go ahead. Let's let's make this a. Mm -hmm. You can take because we're because we're finally yeah. seeing the what if factor of mm -hmm. running a holographic yeah, character, yeah, and when it comes down to is. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Do you want to take a momentum and just yes, get die just to get more get momentum? Some momentum? Yeah. 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 Uh, so this is going to be. I mean, this is absurd because it's a fitness roll. This is going to be a fitness security check. Well, I mean. <laughs> It's not great. <laughs> I didn't put things in my fitness. <laughs> I don't yeah, work. Yeah, but you fit as that. I am. Mm -hmm. I am. All I'm right. Fit so difficulty is one. Believe in you. <laughs> We're good. We're good. There is a one. There is a thing that, like, unless your math is really forcocked, you're good for one. I got you're good. One success, yeah, but that's, that's, that's all you I did. I know, but you didn't want to. But the I wanted the this. momentum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Dari just watches you mesmerized as you begin to scale a sheer slippery rock for face. <laughs> At one point, you're just dangling by just your arms, but you are not detaching from the ceiling. And with I'm endurance, at the ceiling and I'm still like handstanded. With, with well, no, you're not at the ceiling yet oh. because at the ceiling is a forest. Yes. So as you're moving closer and closer to this, um, you are essentially 
the, the there is nobody on the USS Ross that has the upper body strength to do what you were doing easily right now. As you just kind of your body weight not holding you or hindering you in any way, shape, or form. You just continue to hook your way up, digging into some of the rock faces. And where you, <laughs> Finally, where, something only I can do. And, yeah. <laughs> and when you find a place where you can't actually hook into, it's yeah. easy enough to just create something that can use suction and use that and then move on. Um, you continue to sort of adapt as you move across the top of the ceiling. It's probably going to take you like a good 15 minutes to just scale the wall. When you start getting closer to the ceiling, it's a good another 15 minutes or so. But that's right. incredibly fast yeah. <laughs> for a 400 foot uh, yeah. scale of the wall and into uh, the ceiling. Yeah, I'm and just so, shouting down to Enzanari. Just waiting for the gravity shift. Right. Gravity, yeah. Damn. Language. <laughs> 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 um, at about that point, the shuttlecraft is touching down inside the colony structure. Oh, okay. Um, and as y'all are hovering there, uh, real quick, did he need to get anything from you? Because if I remember correctly, the yeah, the buffers. Yeah. Okay, Transfer so buffers. we have more, but yeah. Okay, so y'all dock inside the the, sh the environmental shield mm -hmm. and enter the colony. It takes about five to ten minutes, but after there's a brief uh, pause, the doors of the med bay open and stepping in is one chief tech. I'm gonna be yeah, I'm gonna be holding the, the buffers and be like, it's Andori, it's fine. Hi you sure? I'm positive. I, I spoke with Exio, everyone is fine. Okay. Uh, completely fine. I I kept a close eye, but until they did not be be close. Okay. Good good thank you, Doctor. Uh, we have to get them out of the wound. Well we're going to do that now. Would you like to come with us? I saw you get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't eyes. see the little fuzzy on camera. <laughs> but this, your eyes like went out of focus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's like a fuzz from your your tail. <laughs> <and something. laughs> totally went full cat there. I was just like, <laughs> Doctor. What? <laughs> yeah. You're coming with us. <laughs> Yo, there's a gif of me. There it is again. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take uh, any of your patients? <laughs> I, I want. She's lying in bed. I'm not gonna take the girl. Okay. Um, because she's in. really sick, right? Because the girl's. Is she better now? Uh, it's hard to tell because yeah. the way the way you're interacting with her right now, she seems to be symbiotically joined with the spores at the moment. Um, I'm gonna go to her and be like, "Would you like to come with me and be closer to your kind? We can try and communicate easier." Go with you, um, Doctor Yin goes. Absolutely not. She's only just been treated. She's in no condition to leave the med bay. <clears throat> um, can I check her vitals? Sure. Go ahead and run a scan. Uh, so that is going to be a. That's going to be a controlled medicine check. Uh huh. Good. And uh, I'll set the difficulty for. Ooh. I will set the difficulty of this at. Well, yeah, I guess it's really up to you. So I'm going to set the difficulty of this at one. Oh, okay. And I would like to use healing hands when attempting control medicine tests to heal. I guess I'm not healing. You're not healing her. Dang it. You're literally well, just, you're, you're, you're doing a diagnostic But standard. I am doing it. What about uh, when attempting a test that will involve unfamiliar medical procedures or treat unfamiliar species? You are species? doing a diagnostic. Okay, so. well, yeah. uh, I tried, y'all. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, that is three successes. So we get two momentum back. <laughs> okay, so yeah. your initial scan as you're running the tricorder uh, over her body yeah. 
is that the so first of all the vaccine that you created has it looks like it has successfully functioned the way it was made to function mm -hmm. curiously it doesn't look like it's rid her body of spores instead it appears to have given her the ability to symbiotically exist with the spores which is linking her directly to the planet oh. um, and that is coming up in the medical readouts as you're seeing in the medical scan oh. doesn't look like she's sick anymore but she is definitely bonded with these spores at this point. This um, is what they mean by adapting, I believe. Um, what was the girl's name? I don't remember. Do you remember? Does anyone? I I had my I notebook. I don't but, know if we had a name for her. Uh, let's call her. Her name was. Lola. Lola. I was thinking of <laughs> She was a showgirl, uh, but not anymore. Uh, now she's a spore girl. She was actually a scientist, the daughter of a scientist, uh, and an aspiring okay. scientist herself. Uh, I'm going. Uh, so I'm going to look and be like, Lola, um, are you still in there? Yes. She kind of laughs a little bit and she says, "Is it that bad?" No. I was just hope. I wanted to make sure that. And are you? Are you feeling all right? Like, do you understand what is happening with you and the spores? It's difficult to understand <laughs> what they're trying to tell me. It's hard to translate, but they seem to have a understanding of us on some level. And you're not in any pain? No, although I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it, I feel, I don't know how to describe it. The, um, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, not to be in any rush, but we kind of got to go, so if we're going to just, we could have this conversation on the shuttle. If you want to, you can all come along. We got room, but we, we got to go. Doctor, would it, you like to come with me, Lola? It's not her decision. Okay. I'm her doctor. Dr. Yen steps forward and says, and I'm saying she is not going. Uh, fine. I will leave, uh, can I leave some kind of pad there? Sure. So they, they, she can have a video, uh, chat with me so that where I can I can zoom in. You already can tell that there's okay. no video chat that's going to get through the interference when you guys Interf are there. Oh, well. <laughs> um, the precondition to fixing the interference. I basically, I, I wanted to take her with me because I have no way of communicating with then anyone. Bring Macrell's presence to bear and tell this doctor <gasps> get him. to bugger off because you've got you've well, got You've got this, I mean, you've got the skills. If you want to try to convince him, yeah. you can't. I know, I know. We're technically, on an, on an ethical level, a doctor is behaving the way a doctor would behave. However, yes. <laughs> you are a main cast member, and if you want to say, look, she's coming with me because we need to save the world, right. you can make the argument. Okay. But that's a role. I'm going to look at Dr. Yen and be like, Dr. Yen, with my medical expertise, Lola is in a perfect condition to accompany me for this. This is a matter of life and death. My crew is at stake. I have helped you and your people. Now you will help me. He says, Dr. McCrell, this is not about you and me. This is about the welfare of the patients. I don't care what, that is in fact, I'm deeply grateful for what you've done here and I do owe you, but that's not my call. And everything about what I know as a doctor tells me she stays in this bed until I know that she is safe and healthy and can leave. She will be in my care. Well, she will be safe. She will stay healthy. Make a roll. I'll take a momentum. Go for it. What is this? Do presence? we have some? Uh, yeah, we yes, have. this is going to be. Going to I would say this is a presence yeah. medicine check. Oh, yeah. thank God. Yeah, okay, on. at least I get something good. Yep, you're talking to a fed. 
Okay, okay. Um, and I'm gonna use my. <laughs> nope, I have no psychiatry. Uh, no. Wait, I'm using. Uh, well, you might be able to diagnose. Oh, him, a value. Nah. No. No. <laughs> no. No amount of studying can replace no. hands-on experience. No, I but I will tell you that, no. that there is a talent that you might consider taking one day. Yeah, that basically uh -huh. lets it lets you use your medicine check in bedside manner. Yeah, bedside manner. Bedside manner is the one. Oh please! If anyone has great bedside manner, it's McCrell. Hello, and she just throws things at you. Okay, um, so just look like a straight up presence, roll. Then. then that's going to be a contested roll. Also, right. I would like to set up an assist if it goes wrong. Uh, or just like I, you could do an action. assist right now, but it's not it's not subsequent. Okay. You could you could assist on this roll. You no, could basically, no, no. You I could don't basically do that. Okay, okay. I'm prepping an action for if something goes wrong. Okay, so you want to try to okay. Go <laughs> ahead. This is a contested roll. Um. Oh oh oh. I got three. Wow. It wouldn't be. Wow. That's wow. wow. Yes. So I got a seven eight eight, which which by the way, my presence is so horrible. So I'm very impressed with myself. <laughs> so um. Thanks. He 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 stares at you with like he he seems completely unswayed for a moment. He just goes. It's your responsibility. This is going to be on your head if anything happens to her. And I'm going to say that I released her into your care under protest. Where do I sign? I think, I think we've reached a point where I can take your word. And then I'll, I'll reach out my hand. It's, my paw. No, he, all right. He so takes well, your hand and he take, grasps it with the other one and says, be safe. Yes. Lola? She rises out of the bed. And she smiles at you. And she just looks at you suddenly with this look of softness that just suddenly passes over her face and she looks at you for a moment like she's trying to find the words and then she finally just says, she loves her. You like her though? Oh. No. Oh, then they Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm just gonna grab Lola's arm. Like, I'm sure she does. Like, like, come on. As you're pulling Lola, she's like, "Four didn't say that." No, and Lola oh, just wait. says, it's "So beautiful." Oh, so Lola never felt that before. As you're leading, well, oh, you're yeah. Um, and you're, then, oh, I was gonna say, as oh. this is concluding, Tech is putting away the hypo spray that he was gonna use to calm, like, to knock out the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. Putting it away. I'm gonna notice that and just give him like a. <laughs> All right. Okay. I see Tech <laughs> having my I back. I can dress them up, and I can't take them anywhere. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to the USS Ross where everyone is James T. Kirk. <laughs> everyone on the crew. Except for the captain. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. is like Who's in the bar? Who is Janeway-ish and kind of like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> We're going to save the planet, literally. Here we go. I agree. Um, <laughs> as y'all get up into the shuttlecraft, so first of all, when you attempt to put her in a uh, an exosuit to protect her, the life support suit. She goes, no, no, I don't need it. For us, as, as as she's breathing, I'm gonna just double check that. You double check, check her. There's the tricorder isn't telling you anything, but she seems intent on not putting that on. Um, uh, I'll just be like, we will have it here in case. But I will be. No, I'm I'm seeing the the vaccine. Like this is them. Um, uh, yeah. Working together, um, the spores. So, uh. <laughs> 
I'm gonna go ahead and say that Dr. Yin does not see you exit the facility with her out without the exosuit on. Yeah, I don't um, think- Because that wouldn't go over too well. But no. sure enough, when she steps outside, you see a slight blue glow to her eyes, but then you see a smile come over to her face and she goes, oh, wow. Wow. I'm scanning. Oh, uh, scan. your friends are okay. Um, there's one in, in the wound that's really frustrated <laughs> and just <laughs> doing a lot of climbing. <laughs> climbing? <laughs> yeah, it tickles, which is really, really weird. Do you think you could lead us to them? Yes, absolutely. I know exactly where they are. Sounds like a plan. Stop throwing the um, chief. As y'all board up into the shuttlecraft, uh, Vryn goes, all right, we're ready to go, and there's a freaky girl with no life support suit on. What the hell? <laughs> okay, we don't use the word freaky, Vryn. This is our friend. Eyes are glowing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> She's helping us by navigating to where our friends are. Is this not a symptom? Are you okay? Is, uh, she's, she's navigating? She's fine. She just goes, hi. And he's like, I mean, blue's a good color. And Vryn turns back to the controls and goes, okay. And then I'll turn to her and I was like, my eyes glow in the dark. <laughs> All I can think about is that this girl's had too much spice and she might be the quiz exile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. This is dude, the shuttle takes the off box. and Vryn begins to pilot. I will say, um, we all sit down and we all look at the superior officer like oh. on the bridge. Oh. Oh. And then I go, make it go. <laughs> Vryn, Vryn goes, yeah. <laughs> Sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so happy right now. I'm gonna swallow too much work. I'm gonna go. Been hitting the I'm spice. Go. Yeah. Hitting the nip. Hitting the nip. Been hitting the nip. Hitting the nip. Mikrell's been hitting the nip. right now. She's doing a lot of research. Okay. Yeah, that I wasn't a phone ringing. That I was. Want, yeah. I want all of this to be in character. You say that and then like, <laughs> yeah, you just I hear, made a joke. <laughs> yeah, so. You get like a Picard, but he says that I don't, I don't want to steal his schedule, so I change your words, but it means to go. So, Exio. Okay, I'm sorry. I know McCrell, but I'm on the roof right now, a little busy. You should have been here. Oh, you're the one climbing, okay. Exio, as you are climbing the ceiling, you, you hear your chirping of the combat, and you hear... <gasps> Okay, so, uh, so as the shuttle nears the the wound, um, inside right now, the the psychic connection that you are currently having inside the bloodstream or the mind of this entity is starting to actually cause you, Olin, to have. Um, you're starting to have a bit of a detached body experience. Um, and it's not pleasant. It's starting to, f it, it, imagine if you were in somebody else's dream and it started to feel like your body was becoming part of the dream but your mind isn't. And it's not actually something that's happening to you but the sensation, your psychic presence inside, it's it's the best way to describe it is it's kind of like the an empath or a psychic's version of getting car sickness. You're sort of getting this sort of like, ugh. Looking around and the motions of that watercolor is becoming a little more 
blurry to you as it moves. It's just becoming a little unpleasant. Plus, you're also a flood of emotion right now. And it's not, that part necessarily <laughs> isn't, it's not necessarily unpleasant on that scale, but it does kind of feel like, uh, it just, like someone was pouring warm bath water on you, but you're still wearing all your clothes kind of sensation of just like, ah, no, 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 I, I'm not, you do, you're getting a flood of emotions from the, the being. Uh, the, the good news is, is the emotions that are coming through from the being <laughs> are not manifesting as like thousands of voices cramming into your head. In fact, it does feel like one entity. It does feel, and it is a little more controlled and refined. You're sensing this sort of anxiety that it had when you all first got here that you couldn't necessarily translate has now transformed into sort of a curiosity. But also, it's somewhat mesmerized by Lacat in the experience that Lacat is having right now. Oh. And it's kind of like focusing in on the, the emotions that Lacat is feeling, which by the way, much like somebody splashing the surface of water, the ripples of Lacat's experiences right now are being felt by you as well. Um, and none of that is unpleasant. The unpleasant part is it's it's starting to cause a bit of a fuzzing effect of where you end and the entity begins, and it's that's what's kind of making you kind of it's you're submerged in a psychic experience physically, which is nothing you've ever experienced before. You're in someone's mind. You're in somebody's yeah. It's like you're walking inside of someone's neural pathways inside the fluid between them, and as a result, you are being pinged with all of these sensations. It's a mind mold. <laughs> oh no. It's it's the it's the frozen effect of like the the pride that you had the moment you said that. <laughs> yeah. It's like really so you're like, yes, I found it. Here it is. <laughs> what a gift. <laughs> um, and you, you look at um, you're not hallucinating, you know yeah. this isn't as me, yeah. but what it is, the way it's manifesting. <laughs> It's even more intimate because you're not you're not connecting with Asmi. You are physically connecting with the manifestation about how you feel about Asmi. It's like you're talking to yourself. It's an acknowledgement. Mm. And as you're holding hands, it's incredibly disarming and vulnerable. And the being that manifests as Asmi in front of you seems to be reflecting and mirroring that same sensation. Um, I think that there was definitely hesitation um, initially, like, mm -hmm. oh, this is, I'm looking at a painting, but, like, this is a very pretty painting. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that, I think that she has, like, eased into the love now, and it's just, like, enjoying the ride. I think that she feels that overwhelming sense of uh, not necessarily, like, butterflies, but just, like, a very content calm. <clears throat> like, she could, like exist in this forever and I think that like she's having conversation with this uh like entity as if uh as if she would be having conversation with Asmi um it's like yeah you would hate it down here uh like nothing follows any rules and it's uh I think that they've been here for billions of years or at least their signatures have been here for billions. She's just like chattering. It's um, the responses you're getting. Yeah. The reason why they're so delightful to you is because you're aware that you're seeing how you know she would respond to them. Yeah. And it's it's like it's like having a thought 
and, and and like when you think about somebody you really like and mm-hmm. you're remembering the way they respond to like a joke that you've told. Mm-hmm. But imagine that playing out in front of your very face. And so it, it, it just it ignites even more. You're just like, God, I'm so right about her. Like yeah, she's I'm got so right like, about her, but that's also, exactly this is, like really weird and curious. <laughs> yeah. And I like wanna know what you like think about things that like I maybe would have never asked you, but like you're not her. So no, like I'm what, gonna ask you. What you realize is happening as you're having this conversation is you're literally telling yourself you love her. Yeah. And that's what you realize you're saying as you're holding the hand, you're like, Oh my god. And she's smiling and it's almost like you looking back at you saying, Yes, you do. Yeah. It's it's this sort of like re- echo experience that you're having. And she like looks at her and is like te- like like revealing herself and is like, I think I want to be captain someday. <gasps> oh, this is say what now? <laughs> at about that moment. I'm not feeling so well. <laughs> oh. yeah. And she looks away from Asmi and like and and in fact lets go of her hands and yeah and she yeah. becomes Olin suddenly it you see that manifestation suddenly it's almost like the watercolors drain away from Asmi and begin to form around you and they don't necessarily affect how you're feeling or they don't affect any kind of discomfort it's almost you feel like all of a sudden all of her focuses on you now Olin <clears throat> it's um things are starting to get a little heavy we should go we are almost to you now the young girl says. We. I need to tell them we're we're on our way. Who? What should I? What should I say? We're, we're bringing the kit. We're we're bringing the kit. Tech is here. <laughs> Tech, this is good. This is. But we don't have to. St- there's there's no reason to stay in here anymore, is there? I I guess not, but I, I think I came up with a name for you. If you'd like it. She stares at you. It's something that um is another part of my memory and I bring up Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um I used to study here. Um I would like it if we could call you the Iromizu. Mm. Iromizu. You don't miss it. It nods. She seems to acknowledge that. In uh, English, that means colored water. Oh, that's um, beautiful. So Iromizu nods to you, and uh, at about that moment, you go. <laughs> your feet swing forward, and at about 350 feet up, you are suddenly falling towards this forest floor, and you right. watch. Uh, you you can hear the echoing of the young engineer down below go, oh shit, um, <laughs> as you fall into the fog and vanish from her sight. I'm alright! And you impact on what feels like a soft, squishy surface. You are in what looks like this thick, soupy fog, but you are on a bed of mushrooms. These large fungi that have grown up out of the ceiling. Okay, this is, oh gosh. The urge to uh, grab samples is so strong, but then I'm going, no, it's alive. You have to ask permission. <laughs> and um, uh, and I just start running back towards uh, the hole that we fell from. Okay. In case I can, like, if there's anything that needs to get passed through or, uh, like, 
It's a I'm good gonna, jog, but yeah. you can run along the ceiling now through the forest. Now, I will say oh, this forest does not have any paths, so when I say this is a rough run, mm -hmm. I'm talking very difficult terrain. There's sure. You're having to squeeze between trees at a, a few points as you are trying okay. to get there as quickly as possible. Great. Um, yeah. Which, um, you know, we, uh, going is no not reason, a problem for yeah, you. Yeah, no reason to stay still. Always be working on plan B, C, D, all the way down. Um, okay. So... I don't know that anyone is coming to rescue us. I just know they're still in the hole, yep, you're... and I can't do anything about it. So cut to ten forward. Uh, <laughs> you know where they are right now. I just sent more of my team into the hole. There's an expression on Earth: throwing good money after bad, and whatever that means, I think I've done it. You know, it's funny to me is I've watched you now be captain of this vessel for quite a while. And you were a captain of a vessel before this one, isn't that right? I was. And you still have not gotten used to having away teams without you on them. I hate it so much. <laughs> it's the captain's dilemma. I don't know a single captain in Starfleet, except for maybe a few science team. That <laughs> You'd be surprised how many scientists would rather just get their data than actually experience the exploration part. But to each their own. But it's so rare to find a Starfleet officer that doesn't go a little stir-crazy when they can't go down to the planet. Why did we get into this? It wasn't to sit on a chair on a bridge and stare at a view screen. So, Captain Sol, what you're experiencing is what they warn people about when taking the center chair. And then the Admirals say the same thing, and they wish they were captains so they could sit and stare at a view screen. April Bear seems to like moving chess pieces across the board, but I know for a fact in at least a few of the ceremonies that we discussed with her, she lamented that she didn't get to sit center chair of a prototype starship that gets to bounce all over the galaxy, discovering new reborn crystalline entities, pissing off Tholians, and saving the Romulan Star Empire. You know, I could make Axio do it. I could I'm, make her sit center chair, but you know what? She's, she's always more qualified. Cut to. <laughs> 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 no, I, I literally picture Exio in like the ups, uh, like upside down Super Mario Brothers on mushrooms right now. Yeah, boing, boing. Yeah, as you're dashing through the service. Um, and Dari's holding the tethers. Whoa. Uh, so at, at this point, Vryn is coming up on the wound, and Vryn goes, Wow. And when he says that, you, as an engineer, mm -hmm. can see that even a torpedo, a Polaron, a Dominion Polaron torpedo detonated on the surface would not cause a hole that big. It must have been a reaction. Mm -hmm. or, or maybe it was already a weak, it could have been a sinkhole waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it is some aspect of the fact that this planet is a living thing. It's hard to say, but there is way much more rock face cleared off at the surface here than there would be. You can see mm -hmm. clearly the blast marks out also. Curiously enough, that was not coming up on sensors, even though it detected the effects of this. The atmosphere around the hole is a different ambient color. The spores are visible, and you can see them swirling with purple, like uh, like a cloud of purple between them. It looks if if ambient polaron radiation could manifest visually, you can see it right now. Get us as close as you can, Bren. Okay, that shouldn't be too hard. And uh, as soon as we get into that range, we'll also take samples of these okay. spores as well. Sure thing. Oh, that's easy. You can beam them into a containment unit. Yep. So Vryn brings you in easy. And the shuttlecraft just, this Type 2 shuttle just kind of eases in. And he's hovering you guys there for a moment and says, 
I still cannot get sensors to get down that hole, but I'm sure they're down there. And it's large enough that two shuttles could fit down this shaft. What do you say, Doctor? Um... I want to, uh... So we just took samples of the spores. Mm, right out of the air. And I'm assuming on the shuttle you also have the samples that you took mm -hmm. of the other spores. And the you have the order the captain gave. Yeah. To, which is easy enough to synthesize. Right. The, right. What was it? Extreme follic radio, radioactive um, resistance micro. So as soon as we, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Thank you for writing that. Yeah, down. no problem. Because I did. That. <laughs> thank you for saying it. I can say it multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Yay for Sam. Um, but yeah, so I, I want to look at both, and um, I want, because uh, I know we got to get. Um, I'll be like chief. Yeah. Work on getting a signal down to beam our crew. Wait, could, do we know if, if we lose sensors, does that mean the shuttle will completely go off? We won't lose power, right? Mm, no. You'll just lose sensors. So we could still fly down there. You'd have to ask Bryn. He's the pilot. You'd have to fly without sensors. Right. Ah, pff, you do that. <laughs> Come on. I mean... You can't. I, my boy. That's easy. Uh, I'll boost communications uh, as we fly. Because uh, I, I want to see if, um, like, well, you... I want to try and see if I can cure the spores, basically. So, like yes, you race. could. Uh, so why don't we do this? <clears throat> because you have, the, you have the suggestion in order from the captain. You now have the last piece of that puzzle. Because mm -hmm. you just needed a sample of the saturated spores. And <clears throat> you had the ones from the upper atmosphere. Yeah. Which actually are aged spores that have mm. flitted up into the upper atmosphere. So you've got the three samples you need to actually generate the synthesis, or the, to, to synthesize this uh, this microbe, so you could do it. Yes. Amazing, Chief. You you gave me the last puzzle piece without even knowing I was working on a puzzle. Uh, Yay! I will warn you, you can do this, and you don't necessarily have to do it right now. But you can only do this back at the lab. You're not going to be able to do it on a shuttlecraft. Right. But but I will say that uh, uh, that is, that that is easily a wrap up sort of endeavor. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Right. But but you are still going to have to roll to do this. Of so course. I'm going to have you do right now. Um, so, in, this is literally to determine the quality of the sample that you took. Mm. So, I'm gonna have you make a re, uh, I'm gonna have you make a control medicine check. Okay. This is kind of like what you do anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and if you have anything that benefits species that you're not familiar with, yes. this Did, would count. Uh, yes, my quick study, yeah. which is unfamiliar, unfamiliar species, Absolutely. ignore any difficult increase. So. Absolutely. What was the difficulty? Uh, difficulty, this is three. Three! Three successes! Hey! Three. Barely, okay. but... So then yeah. you are going to be able to get back to the lab and synthesize a cure for the entire ailment right. of this... Uh, of of the Saturn of the Polar Army. I'm gonna turn to Lola and I'll be like, we must save our crew first, but I will be able to stop the pain. It's going to hurt when the shuttle goes inside the cavern, but we're... Ready for that. We understand. You need to get your people. We will get them out quickly, and once we do... Vren immediately interrupts you and goes, Whoa, I'm sorry, hold on. What is... Is oh, this yes. not just a cave? <clears throat> no, this is an open wound and a living being. You will lose your sensors, but I trust in your skills. Right, okay. Chief? Yeah, don't... Yeah! Vren goes, No, 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 that's... 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 <clears throat> as long as nothing... Too wacky happens out there. That shouldn't be a problem. I can eyeball this, no problem. There is also a gravitational change. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, okay. That's the problem I was talking about. Okay. Um, 
Um, do you know, did you have any information about that? The gravitational shifts? Uh, so if there is... I'm just gonna all of a sudden be like... <laughs> you did. Uh, Exio. Dr. McCrowder Exio. Mm-hmm. We are, uh, uh, we are here at the hole. Oh! Wonderful! I'll be there in... Estimation... Two minutes! <laughs> oh, base. excellent. Uh, we have a shuttlecraft. We are ready to try and transport everyone out. Ah, do you know about the gravitational ship? Not transport. I yeah. meant like go transport in a shuttle. Yeah. Welcome to Star Trek lingo. Yeah. Look, <laughs> exactly this level in... We're going to the, carpool. At this depth is when the gravitational uh, shift happens. But we all fell a thousand feet and didn't die, so like when you got about halfway down that fall is when it started to really kick in. Yeah, and I just yeah. did it twice. Like so I about 500 just, yeah. feet. Are you sending us... Yeah, that's what she was saying. So put that in, Brandon. I can't for send you anything through anything. Yeah, no, you yeah. can talk. I am, but that's yeah, a, I'm providing a visual yeah. aid. Yeah, she's being descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vryn, do you, you have this information uh, now? Yes, and it's incredibly vague. It might mean that I need to accelerate in order to breach into the next gravimetric... Listen, I'm going to give you as much power as I can to the shields. We're going to try to make a bumper for ourselves if we run into anything. Shields ain't going to be the problem, Chief. What you're going to need to focus on is inertial dampeners. Same thing. The yeah, moment same department. That, the moment that project comes in, because I'm just saying, like, if the gravity shifts while we're... It's going to get really... I've only done this once before, and it's... Anyway... It will um, be fine, but everyone should sit down and definitely buckle in. I'm going to do the uh, Incendari, Dr. McCarroll's Incendari, because mm -hmm. we have communications with her as well, yep. right? No. No. You have no? Just yours? There, I have the combat that has been altered working. to go through. Sorry, still me. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh you must have Incendari's combat. Is she okay? Oh, yes. Uh, she's currently tethered to our crew members. That That's a good thing. Good. Um, so what are you planning to do? <laughs> we would need everyone to be in a central location so we can make sure to load the shuttle with everyone. Yes, they are all together, just not at the mouth because it started to crumble. Wait. <laughs> the mouth started to crumble. That's we are at we... the mouth. <laughs> That's crumbling? Yes. Okay. Like you said, I... We the word wound is quite uh, accurate. Yes, we shall be down there shortly. Vryn. I can assist. I'm gonna look at Vryn and be like, make it go. <laughs> Sorry! Vryn looks over and goes, why is she, she always laugh when she says that? And then you he... Conviction. <laughs> I'm gonna be a captain! <laughs> captain <laughs> different can effect. I ask Vryn, uh -huh. is there a, like, as Exio, because she doesn't know, like, Con, or, and she doesn't know the pilot stuff. So, um, like at the level of uh, the gravitational shift, mm -hmm. since a moving vehicle going through that shift, I feel like is the that's the danger part. So, like, yeah. is can Exio suggest if this makes any sense at all, and she wouldn't be laughed at as a commanding officer, um, to turn off the shuttle at like five seconds mm. before that moment? So then it has, just it just rides the gravity and then can turn back on. So what'll happen is if it doesn't have enough acceleration, yeah. it risks falling back the direction it came and then but falling back the direction. But we didn't fall it, back the way we no, came. No, no, you guys had reached terminal velocity by the time the you blast. had reached right. it. Right, so. but that, that, that's exactly what I mean, like mm -hmm. imitating a falling organic 
Yeah, absolutely. So, like, to, sort of, and to you accelerate want to, to a point and then turn off the ship so that the gravitation takes it. So you want to, and you want the, that to be your assist roll? That, yeah, me okay. suggesting that as yeah. my data of my falling and crossing that barrier now and 100%. understanding. Okay, okay. great. So, uh, Brent's gonna go ahead and just use, because this is his one roll of the game, so he's gonna call upon his value. Great. <laughs> like um, I will use, um, since I'm just assisting, I would mm -hmm. like to use my advisor mm. okay. um, talent, which means they get a, a re roll if, if it fucks up. I rolled a four to seven. Nice. You get help. Okay, what'd you roll? <laughs> I rolled an eight. Okay. So, let's see. That's gonna be two, it's four, six, and you got an eight. So, what seven. Was the difficulty? So that's seven. The difficulty was two. Seven successes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got five of them. Because it's Brent, and he's fine. Yes. All right, so you all bank down. He lowers the nose, and as you all get down, he goes, this is going to be a little jarring, and he just powers down the cells, and <gasps> the ship just starts to drop like a rock. Oh, God, the And you dampers. feel your stomach sink for a split second as the initial dampers kick in, <laughs> and you all watch this cave as it's starting to fall rapidly past the window, and suddenly just... <laughs> and you all start floating towards the bottom. Amazing. <laughs> And um, I'm upside down looking at you. <laughs> um, as y'all are floating towards the bottom, you see at the bottom of this cave, it opens up into what looks like a huge pile of rubble. Mm. And as you're floating down and he's bringing the engines back up online, you distinctively see what looks like four individuals at the bottom of this rubble pile. And they didn't have them before, so you're not sure where they came from, and you weren't warned about it, but you do see these four individuals holding what look like weapons mm. up at the shuttlecraft. Can we tie them up? Oh. Yep. Yes. Oh, great. oh wasn't, no! Wasn't two hours. To what's his them. name? Security didn't. Wasn't Prawl. we did? Is it, isn't Prawl with them? Yep. Oh. Oh crap. Oh, for um, shame. And that is where for we're going shame. to have to stop. Oh. <laughs> Because it's 9.37. For itty bitty pirates bested Paul, we're never letting him live it down. <laughs> no, numbers is like the, the quickest way. Like, you know D&D? No, 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 numbers. Oh, they're yes, telepathic. but yeah. he wasn't alone. There was like a full security. They were outnumbered and tied up and passed out. Embarrassing. How embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. McCrell looks out the, the shuttle and just, just like cracks her paws. Excellent. Or be fighting now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I send my crew into a hole and this is what happens. <laughs> yeah, wait. Okay. We're not allowed to kill Prawl again. This That's... is interesting because y you arrived with all the wreck. Where was the. Where was everyone? <laughs> the whole crew. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out next week. Next they week. Had to guard oh, clear they skies. Had to guard the people. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Prawl told me it was alright to move on. I believe not. There is, let's just say that there is more to reveal as to how this happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you've done this. Y'all, that's going to so do it. Amazing. Uh, yeah. that's, oh, so this was so back. fun to be back. The energy's so different. Yeah. 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 Um, thank you, Jake, for letting us go long as always. Um, thank you all so much for joining us tonight for tonight's episode of Clear Skies. Again, check out the merch store. We have. Yeah. Yeah. It's gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you Make so much. Make it go. <laughs> That's not becoming a piece of merch. No. I will intercept that. Please. <laughs> no, no, no. Overboard. I own half of this too, <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us. Do tune in next week as we come back for another episode of Clear Skies. Until then, all our Dear Ox crew friends, it's so good to see you again. I can't wait to see you again. Until then, hailing frequencies are closed. What?